Tomahawk, my little flute benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> my, my name is Dan Scully. Uh, and tonight we are joined by the very happy birthday boy, Jacob Harrington. Hello. Thank welcome, you so Jacob. much for having me here. Yeah. Happy birthday. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, I'm having a great birthday. I could not do, I could not hang out with my girlfriend tonight because she has bronchitis. You don't want to get that, man. I don't want bronchitis. No. This is a great backup, so I'm not <laughs> no, at all right playing, on. playing video games alone. Yeah. yeah we're, glad we're happy to, be to have you, buddy. It's been a wonderful evening so far. We went yeah. to get a cheesesteak in the middle of tonight's movie. Oh, yes. It was <laughs> that delicious. That was great. fantastic. What a good idea. Yeah. It came at a nice going? act break in the movie, too. You yeah, know, yeah. it was like right before we really started building into the uh, best friendship between. Shrimp head and small bee. Small bee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what their real names are. I'm going to refer to them as those the entire. Oh, time. as they should be referred to. I wonder what the literal translation is. I know. I'm not. From, I'm, I mean, it might be something like small bee, but like, is bee a concept in the Chinese alphabet? I, I, I am. No idea. You know, I am certainly curious if that is a direct translation or just something they put in the subtitles for. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If that's like a an American yeah, creative thing, you know, because like, like I, I was shrimp head, it like translates to just like 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 love fish friend, right? Well, <laughs> like, just like I was, some concept. I was reading a a, a piece about Bong Joon Ho and how there's actually a lot of jokes in his movies where he specifically translates the Korean wrong in the American uh, version, to make it a joke so that Korea, well, so that Koreans watching the movie will know what's actually being said. Oh. Cool. And get yeah. like sort of an extra joke out of it that if you're just reading the subtitles, all Doesn't they're all they're sense, actually yeah. doing is just giving you information. That's they're really not cool. actually like doing a joke. Bong so I, I am wondering, you know, so I'm curious. It's like, is that a translation for us? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the the shrimp head and small b, or is that the actual literal translation of, uh, of what they're saying? You know, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. There I, was I don't um. Know. We're talking. By the way, we're, we're oh, talking yeah, we're about John Woo's the killer. The killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a movie. You know the ones that have uh, what's his name? Uh, Gerard Deer Deer. No, not Dejardin. Uh, Dejardin. Uh, the the guy uh, Deer <laughs> from Deerskin. the artist. I keep wanting to call it Deer Hunter. <laughs> it's not Deer Hunter. It's Deerskin. Um, he yes. was in these movies. They were the OSS one seventeen movies. Oh yeah, I've Same heard of Same guy these. who made yeah. the artist made them, and they're like spy parodies. They're really funny. They're very clever. Um, and one of them is like Road to Cairo or something. It's Cairo. Okay. And so it's in French. And when I watched that, the first time I watched that was with somebody who spoke French. And there was all of these jokes based around the word Cairo. Okay. Because, and I believe, and I, I'm not going to pronounce it, and I don't know if this is exact, but it okay. like, translates to carrot in French. Oh, really? So there's just like wow. tons of carrot puns that are there for French <laughs> that simply cannot translate to right. English because it is an audio joke based right. on the pronunciation as opposed to a written joke. And so we were watching it, and she's laughing. I'm like, what is so funny about Egypt, like what do you? What is right, going on? Right. And she was like, "Oh, it's a carrot thing." Like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, that makes but more sense. I, I wonder. Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of yeah. you know what we were saying there with the uh, the bong. Yeah, yeah, uh, bong hive. Award baby. show. Bong Joon Hive won best director, and in, in his speech, which is his spe- all his speeches are great. Yes. He said like. Watch more foreign movies. The only thing keeping people from doing it more often is like a half inch at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. he's completely right. Like this movie tonight, yeah. I you know you have to put your phone away and look at the subtitles and pay yeah. attention. I gotta start watching more foreign movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a whole 
a world of stuff you're not watching. You're I also within posted. within five minutes, I always forget yeah, that yeah. I'm reading. Oh, I, you yeah, know, you it's totally like. That I I was trying my my mom was saying that, like I was talking to her about something I was watching so actually b- before we really talk about the killer tonight we're we're all just gonna kind of do a little roundtable on stuff we've been watching yeah uh, and in so, lieu of a list we're gonna yeah. front load just uh, some cool things we've seen yeah and so actually I'll start with this because it, it relates to what we're talking about I've been watching this great series that is on Shutter right now I totally recommend it uh, it's known as the Yakuza Papers but they're called Battles Without Honor and Humanity. Uh, there's five of them. They were made in 1973 and 1974. Five movies made in two years. That's awesome. Yeah, same yeah. same team. It's all made by like the same directors, uh, same actors. It's probably great. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's really good. It is the history of Hiroshima following the dropping of the bomb. That's crazy. And so it really what it is is the history of the Yakuza. Yeah, it's about yeah. the rise of the Yakuza. And, yeah. and and how long are these movies? So they're each about ninety minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, and that's they're cool. like. The thing that's cool, so they're they're kind of good action movies. They have like some action in them, and it's like decent action, but they're just like really stylishly shot, like exciting history lessons, basically, because um, they're all based on this like guy's memoir that supposedly was like in the Yakuza and spent like a lot of his life in prison. He wrote this memoir at the end of his life, and then they based this all on that or whatever. But the thing that I loved about it is like really what the series is about is like. You know, or for me anyway, is like as an American, I think about the event of us dropping yeah. the bomb, and I think about that as like a singular event where this horrible, incredible it is. death in toll, history. yeah, yes. and and violence happened. But the reality that I don't think about is that it wasn't just that one event. It rocks them for the next yeah, thirty okay. years. Oh, it's yeah. a total reset, and yeah. it's not just a total reset. It it spawns thirty years of nonstop violence. Yeah, it's not just that one violent event. It it they they get swallowed by violence for the next thirty years. It's like, but it's we so... totally won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about this, but like in American high schools, you just learn that like yeah, at the end of World War Two, America had to do this. And yeah, we, yeah, it worked. It, it's so bad. Like, yeah, we, we it's in crazy. A, in our current day, we still don't like we still don't have yeah. a grasp of how yeah. horrible of a decision it was. Yeah, it's. I, it's I totally recommend this series. It's also like really stylish. You can see its influence on people like Tarantino. Yeah. I think you can even see it on some of like Scorsese's mob movies and stuff. But the thing I also really like about them is they are essentially mob movies, but with none of the sentimentality or romanticism that American yeah, mob more, movies have. Uh, it's um, yeah. yeah, it's it's very good. I really, really enjoyed them. And how I was going to relate it is I was telling my mom about them. She was like, it sounds interesting, but I just like, I'm, I'm not going to watch five movies in Japanese. Yeah, and I was, and I was like, it. it's, it, it's fun. It's well, I was like, you know, you forget about the subtitles fast. So the thing you, you don't think about the thing, you know, you think about the barrier of having to read a movie. I was like, the thing you're not thinking about is that like humans are humans. Like they, they, they still, you know, these Japanese people still emote in yeah. the way, like you yeah. will recognize when they are happy or sad yeah. or excited or mm. like you, you think you There's won't so much more because of the language the barrier. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, you know, you, you forget that you're watching actors emote and like, you know, it's like, well, the resistance people always say is they're like, well, I don't want to read. Right. Right. And then it's like, well, but when, when you think read, you're just reading. Right. Right. And right. like, this is, you're not just reading, you're passively reading. Yes. All of it. Cause when yeah. I think back on any movie I watch in subtitles, I don't really think of it in subtitles. No, no, no. I me just neither. think of what was happening. Yes. It, I guess it's in English in yeah. my memories. Yeah. yeah. I like everything with subtitles. Like I, I just lo- I download sub. There's a site called Subscene where you can just yeah. download a little subtitle file, like anything. Yeah. And, and, and weird example, of course, but with me, it makes sense. Star Wars. There's so many background yep. 
dialogue pieces. Oh, yes, like, yes. One that you wouldn't notice that unless you have subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy subtitles sometimes just from like a writing perspective. Yeah, yeah. Seeing how it's yeah. written, Seeing it like line. schools you a little bit to, you yeah. know, when you write your own stuff. And also, yeah. uh, we, I watched the first like 20, 30 minutes of The Killer the other night, and I was watching the English dubbed version. Yes. I'm so glad we didn't watch that version. It's <laughs> yeah. not nearly like the first 30 minutes of the regular version were so much better and so much more compelling. Yeah. Because the American white guy voices just yeah. can't cut it. You know, yeah, they sound yeah. like they're doing like DuckTales cartoons. I know. Over. You know, it's, it's like not good at all. I what, own, a, what a deep cut. I it love happens it. with a lot of like dubbed older movies too. You know what's funny is like whenever I can, I try and watch movies in their original language with subtitles. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, and so like all the Godzilla movies I've seen, I've seen in Japanese. I've never yeah. seen one with the American dub. And there is part of me though that is always like, I am a little bit missing part of the experience that people loved it's about part of these. The Godzilla yeah. culture you know I mean? is that we mock what. What's funny is that we mocked what what we kind of viewed as ineptitude, right? When really it's just like it's just the necessity <laughs> of how the languages line up. Yes, yeah. The, the art form has gotten better, right? Uh, in terms of yes. writing uh, writing subtitles that say the uh, not subtitles writing dubbing scripts, yeah. that say the same thing. But line up better to like yeah. the syllabic uh, motions of the mouth. I watched all the Miyazaki movies over the summer, mm. and yeah, those tend to have pretty good dubs. Uh, some of them have really, they get good, really dubs, good but when the dub isn't those. good, it's like it's like bad. Like it, it yeah. makes the movie, it affects the movie. Um, yeah, Princess Mononoke. I think one of them has Billy Bob Thornton doing a, a oh, really? character. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mononoke really has uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, he's yeah. not good in it, and he's it's not like he's bad. It's just like his voice does not fit the yeah, character yeah, yeah. Or the material at all. That's the, interesting. The non-dubbed versions are way better. Usually. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You just got to do some reading. Um, but yeah, so that I, I really wanted to recommend that Battles Without Honor and Humanity series. It's on Shutter. You can watch. Uh, and so it's a five film cycle, but then they made another three film cycle like a couple years later. And I think there have even been like three more made since then, but much more spread out like Ooh, over the years. It's like a small so, franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, there's like a three film series called like New Battles Without Honor and Humanity. And then there's a few more that have been made since then. Nice. Yeah. And then there's Battles with Honor and Humanity. <laughs> right. Battles with honor, but no humanity. Uh-huh. Honorless battles, yeah. a little bit of humanity. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're great. And actually, they've been like a really nice thing to be watching in parallel with Godzilla movies because the Godzilla movies are also about of the death. fallout <laughs> of uh, the atomic bomb. You know, so yeah, they, they they made a nice comparison piece. Uh, any anybody else want to throw anything out that they've been watching that they want to talk about? I got. Uh, I got like I, I did like deadline watches. You oh, know yeah. when you log into one of your 150 streaming services, uh-huh. it's like this is leaving on the 31st. You go, well then I gotta I gotta watch them all. Yeah. And so they had uh, two Nicholson movies on there, and I watched both of them. Uh, Five Easy Pieces. Oh yeah, which I really enjoyed. Um, I don't actually have much to say about Five Easy Pieces. Okay. Because it's just it's you know it's a uh, it's a hangout movie, but it's a hangout movie where Nicholson plays a, a real jerk and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Karen Black is is his girlfriend in it, and it's just you know it's just a it's a movie about a jerk being a jerk, but it's very good. But the other Nicholson movie that I watched that just floored me was The Last Detail. Have you seen The Last Detail? I've never seen The Last. The detail. Last Detail is incredible. Nicholson plays um, a sailor. Uh, his buddy uh, Otis Young plays the other sailor. He's like a grindhouse guy. I don't okay. know any of the movies, but you've seen him. And uh, they're two older uh, older Navy sailors. And there's a younger Navy sailor, uh, Randy Quaid, who's like 20 at the time. Whoa. And he's fantastic in this. Really? Uh, he got caught stealing out of the charity box of the wife of a high-ranking officer. So he is now being imprisoned because he's been court-martialed. So he's getting eight years in prison. And so to take him to the prison is Otis Young and Nicholson, who are being paid a per diem to 
safely escort him to prison. And so they just decide to party. <laughs> that's the movie. Whoa. But with, it's it's really fantastic and it's yeah. a lot about like male bonding. It's a lot about uh you know ego and and just and it's just a really cool character study and it's so funny and it's so weird. Absolutely loved it. The last detail and it's only on Criterion Channel to the thirty first, so okay. act now. You right. should definitely check it out. It's one that I Carol heard about Kane forever. Is in it? I'm Carol at the, Kane yeah, is in I'm it. I'm looking at it right now. It sounds great. Um it's what's it? It's Hal Ashby. Hal Ashby. Yeah. And uh and I believe this is my first Hal Ashby movie. I still got to watch Being There. That's like a whole blind spot I have. I, yeah, same. I, I, yeah, I don't think I've seen any Ashby. Yeah. But I know that the, um, I think it was called Last Flag Flying. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. The Linklater movie yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently was supposed to be like a spiritual sequel oh. to The Last Detail. Oh, right. And so now I'm okay. curious to see it. Dad. It's very, it's, I didn't love it, but it's a good movie. It's fine. It's yeah. a good to watch with your dad. Yeah, I feel like it had that vibe. Yeah, yeah. But I so I, I guess I could see Very that. But yeah. last detail was absolutely fantastic. Right. I could not recommend it enough. Am I going in a circle? Should I just list all the stuff I want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, we go yeah. I don't have a lot to say. Um, I've been watching a lot of Jonathan Demi movies because Blank Check. Oh, yes, Blank Ooh, Check. I can actually. I, I knocked one off my list. They're all re- first of all, I, I love Blank Check, and I usually watch the movies they're covering because it makes it, you learn a lot about some movies you never seen before, and you just it makes the context of the discussion better. But Jonathan Demi won their March Madness poll last year. They're getting ready to do it again. I look forward to it every year. It's so much fucking fun. This is Gore, Ver- Gore Verbinski's year, baby. Ooh. He'll lose to someone ridiculous. Like the, <laughs> the first winner was Nancy Myers, which is hilarious. Yeah. And then Jonathan Demi. Your favorite out, thing like, in the world, though. Yeah, it's because her budgets are huge. It's because yeah, yeah, she like yeah. CGI's the sky in her romantic comedies. <laughs> she does this crazy stuff. And it was it's it's so funny that her That's and Jonathan Demi have beat out like David Fincher, right. and yeah, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, like yeah. all these heavy hitters. She is like, I want to hear uh, uh, Griff and David ones. talk about David Fincher, but I would much yeah. rather hear Demi. Yeah, exactly. They're, I want the weird and ones. I think you're right. I've learned like that movie, that podcast changed the way I like think it about truly, movies. It's it really truly fantastic. Reinvigorated my yeah. interest in movies. And like, so I don't want that ago. for Fincher. Like I know also, I've, I've done, you know, you could probably find thirty podcasts on Fincher movies. You can't find thirty podcasts on Demi movies. You can't yeah. find two podcasts on Nancy <laughs> right, Myers. Right, yeah. Demi series is great. Demi's so he hits a stride. I've been enjoying in the it. 80s. I, I've only listened to the ones for uh, that I've seen, so it's only yeah, been a couple yeah. of them. Like I listened to Stop Making Sense. Stop Making Sense and, is um, one Silence of the, of the Lambs. And, the film, I yeah, think. The, I have to watch that still. I've never so seen good. that. Oh, it's great. The performance man. of this must be the place is like beautiful and heartbreaking. He's dancing with a lamp, and it, it's so well shot and awesome. I would like uh, to watch all, that. All his movies are great. He he has like this. Very empathetic dramedy, like comedy drama style. Uh, Married to the Mob is fucking hilarious. It's like The Sopranos. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is on Amazon Prime right yeah, now, too, it's really right? It's easy yeah. to find. And uh, he died, and it's sad. I, I was in the yeah. planetarium at my old job the morning he died, and I, I just watched oh, Stop Making Sense on the Dome. Yeah, dude. That uh, was, that's incredible. I want to recommend, specifically listen, listeners, if I liked a movie movie, you guys would all like the Action Boys podcast. Yes. It's very similar to this podcast in energy and style and movies they cover. Uh-huh. They just cover dumb 80s action movies. It's so fucking funny. It's the funniest podcast I listen to. That's a, I, I'm not a. I don't want to show for them. It's just funny. I highly recommend it. So I watch a lot of movies they cover too. I know funny. John Gabris hosts that, and I love John Gabris. He's, he's one of the very funniest funny. guys. Yeah, they're yeah. all really really funny. And then uh, two, two TV shows I'm super obsessed with right now. The Young Pope is. I, I'm the only person who likes this. Show. <laughs> I love the it Young Pope. What so you told me it about totally it makes like me think favorite. I would it's like re- it. It's highly sexual and bizarre. Like the the opening credit yeah. scene of the New Pope is. The, all the nuns go to bed like they're they're the head nuns like it's bedtime lights out and they all go to bed and they all sneak out of bed and then do a sexy dance around a glowing neon cross what <laughs> it sounds oh, amazing it's really it's tonight. like 
aggressively <laughs> abstract and weird, difficult to follow. Yeah. It's in multiple languages per episode, like a yeah. lot of subtitles. I fucking love it. It's uh-huh. tr- tremendous. I can't believe they made a sequel to it because the first <laughs> yeah. one aired like three years ago yeah. in a in a pre-Trump America, which was very it. long ago. I loved it. One of my a lot of people were like, "Are you doing a bit? Like, do you actually like the show this much?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I really like yeah, it. It's yeah. like legitimately people people. I love Jude Law, man. Jude, Jude Law's amazing in it. And I just watched Talented Mr. Ripley for the first time. Oh, the whole time like I was like, Jude Law is a, is a hunk. Yeah. Uh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. John Malkovich in the New Pope is basically playing like Eeyore. They go to Asked him to be Pope, and he's just like, I am a man of tremendous sorrow. <laughs> I don't know if I want this it's burden. Like, I am a he's man really of tremendous yeah. sorrow. And he's British. He's doing a heavy British accent. Oh, he's yeah. doing British. Yeah. Oh, you man. didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't know. No, I was just because he's got that accent that just him and, yeah, and uh, Peter, uh, Peter Sarsgaard have. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> hopefully, Jude Only Law is going to come out of his holy coma because I stand Pope Pius the Thirteenth. Uh, <laughs> I want him and John Malkovich to face. You got to get a shirt, man. I want team, one. Yeah. Team yeah. Pius Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> and jo- just one more thing Joe Parra Talks With You is a TV show oh, on you Adult love show. Swim every episode's 11 minutes long Yeah, and it, it's just like you watch an episode and you're like why is why aren't, isn't everything this good like, yeah. with such economic storytelling it's not wasting my time it's super, what's the full title Joe Parra Talks With You Joe because I know Joe Parra yeah, but yeah. I've, I'm not um, it's really like it's like Jonathan Demi stuff it's super yeah. sentimental and empathetic it makes me cry all the time <laughs> but it's really funny I highly recommend it. And again, yeah. 11 minutes long. Like the, yeah. a season is a movie length. It's, right, yeah, yeah. It's great, great stuff. I want to piggyback off that. I knocked a Demi off of my Shameless, something I've wanted to watch forever. And it was on Criterion Channel, and it came highly recommended uh, by Ryan Silverstein. And it was Something Wild. Oh, yeah. yeah I've heard great things about really that. That was... You would love it yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah. this was it, it, it's one that this is one of those movies that I don't think I could describe to anybody, but I would feel comfortable recommending to everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really really special and the way that the story unfolds changes your sympathies without changing necessarily your judgments of the characters. Oh, that's cool. I like um, that. It's just a very thoroughly done, but it's funny and it's weird and it's just like it's kind of an ode to to like the therapeutic escape of weirdness, but it's also like a really dark episode for. Yeah. 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 yeah, And it's like a really dark, like proto Cohen's thriller too. Oh, cool. Uh, Ray Liotta's first. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved everything about it. These are all great. Melvin and Howard is great. It's like about a guy that a real guy in real life who claimed that uh, Howard Hughes left like a 16th of his fortune to him. Which is like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and I think the will was fake, and this guy was just bullshitting. Yeah, but it's a movie about a guy that gives a hitchhiking Howard Hughes a ride, and then ends up getting gifted a lot of money for it. <laughs> okay, and, interesting. And, and that's not the movie. That, that's yeah. like the end of the movie. You yeah, watch yeah. this guy go through a divorce and be a loser, and then he meets Howard Hughes. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> it's wild. really good. Yeah. yeah, it's really really good. Huh. It's he's a weird. Demi has a, a strange way with structure like that. Yeah, and and the thing blank check the Silence of the Lambs episode. I, f- I love yeah. that episode because they're just like this movie is one of the best fucking movies ever made. There's yeah. no question about it. Like, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I'd fuck it. Yeah. Would you fuck? <laughs> I'd fuck it. Well, so the other thing we wanted to spend some time talking about is because we all took the chance and opportunity <laughs> oh, yeah. to see. Uh, Richard Stanley's return to movies, Color Out of Space, this week. Class, oh man, man. Which, this movie rocked my world. Man, did I, spent I like this movie! The last half hour of that movie, with one fist in the air, <laughs> literally just going, "Ah!" Oh! <laughs> yep, that's it about was right. Rocking it my, so, my world. It's so much pulpy fun movie yeah. like that we like, like um, 
like a big silly horror movie, yep. but it's so well directed yes. and it has so many themes and yes. concepts. It's going a really on. good family story yes. that Nick Cage is really good in, yep. but it scratches the crazy Nick Cage thing that we all love. Yes. It yes. scratches yes. that itch, but it's also an itch that's not being scratched for the sake of it. Like that performance yeah. is required for this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Him it was anyone else, it would still be. It would just they would have to do that. We all loved Mandy. Like they have, yeah. they have really struck gold twice now. Where they yeah. really find this great formula for a crazy horror movie. It's, yeah. I feel like uh, oh. Spectre Vision seems to have. Okay, that's them. Yeah, and that's Wee-oh. I believe that is Elijah Woods' production okay, company. Yeah, yeah, he, he executive producer. Yeah, for, Elijah Woods killing it, man. Yeah, he dude. does a voice in Star Wars Resistance, and he's like, Oh, does he? he I watched an interview with him. Where he's just like, I fucking love Star Wars. So much. <laughs> this is a blast. Oh, he's for me. such a geek, and he's such <laughs> yeah. a horror. He's nerd. a great guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just using his powers for good. I and I it. just, I feel like they, you know, Nick Cage clearly has things that Nick Cage wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he fits like, in anyway. Yeah, it's like there's things yep. that Nick Cage wants to do, and it feels like they have figured out, like, okay, great, well, we just, we know how to wield that. Yeah, like, we know, we, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we know how to build movies around that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, doing a you, precise you, Trump impression at some moments in color out of yeah. space, and it's so it's, fucking funny. It's great. And it's like the best Trump impression it's I've really ever heard. Good. And it's he like, like it's also perfect for this movie. Yeah, it, like, it actually makes sense in this movie. The weird yeah. things that he starts doing were first jarring, and then as it played out, it was like, "Oh no, no, no!" Like watching, this is supposed to be jarring. Yeah, no, Reality is like, bent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and this is beyond. Cheech, uh, Cheech is it? Uh, Cheech Chong. Tommy, Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong is yeah. very good in it as well. He's I, excellent. He's in like it. his his role is great. His yeah. acting is great. He seems like such a lovely guy. Yeah. I just yeah. want to like shake I, his hand. Uh, and be like, hey, always man. happy to see him. Shout yeah. out to yeah. uh, Gary Kramer, a friend of ours on Cinema Seventy Six. He interviewed him on Salon.com, and it's a really good interview. Nice. Tommy Chong is like a really interesting weird dude and he's like, a weird yeah, weird uh, dude he said uh credited uh jazz with his enlightenment because you know he's tommy chong and he's awesome because oh, yeah, yeah man yeah there's a part in the movie where he's just saying like up is down fast yeah. is fast everything's different now i was like fuck yeah yeah, yeah. i was i was watching it like midnight i had a great time watching it he's it's another case of like he's very well utilized in this you know yeah, i was yeah, I, yeah. you know for one thing i always forget that both cheech and chong are actually pretty good actors like oh, when yeah. you put them in the right stuff they're pretty good actors like i love cheech on lost yeah, um, i was about to say you know, he's really oh, good yeah, lost. Yeah. yeah like they, I they forgot they, he was he's almost, his dad they yeah. both have turned in good performances before but he's also he's just like very well utilized in this movie yeah. you know oh, what i mean yeah. it's like they give him something to do that feels very appropriate for him you know tommy chong did an interview i think on both wtf and on rogan where he goes through his history and like he's closer to his actual character <laughs> yes. of chong cheech and chong chong than cheech marin is yes. of cheech agreed but at the same time it's a character that kind of came on later like he was a, yeah. a performer of music and yeah, yeah. bits he was like almost vaudevillian and now he's just got become one with the singularity <laughs> man like uh, it's so crazy. I love about early in the year movies, like currently, if the year ended tomorrow, Color Out of Space would be my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, yep, me too. time last year, my favorite movie of the year was Glass. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a magical new time. Yeah, year, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah, it is weird. so it good. Is, the reset of the year doesn't yeah, mean anything yeah. to me in any other aspect <laughs> yeah. of my life. Yeah. But with movies, it feels like such a beautiful, clean slate. Yeah. It's about in to get Mar- real messy. Yeah. In March to like June, there's always like eight different TV shows I really want to watch. They're all airing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Every every New Year is uh, slightly better than the last one. We're movie. lunatics. <laughs> We're, it, you, this is something that blows my mind when I talk to like normies. And by normies, <laughs> I mean people that aren't hopeless idiots like myself. <laughs> We're all that are freaks. obsessed yeah. with intangible things like staring at a screen. <laughs> Yeah, and and who just want to like make it sound smart? <laughs> I'm uh-huh. insufferable with it. Uh-huh. But what's crazy is 
when I talk to other people about movies, it, it like brings me back down to earth where it's like, you know, when I try and think about box office forces and this or like, like, like it always occurred, like it occurred to me most when I was talking about, uh, what was this, this queen movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah. And so like, and I'm talking about it with people and I was like, I'm talking about it in terms of all this stuff. Yeah, and for them, yeah. it was just like, well, I like the queen movie. <laughs> like I, that I was, that's as deep as it got. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I that's know. most yeah. of the world that I'm not in. Yeah. One of my superiors at work was like, I, I saw that movie. I loved it so and much. They and loved I, it, yeah. I want it to be like, there's, there's like a billion different reasons why everything about there's that so bad. much baggage but attached it's, to it's that just movie. Not into. You're clearly in your own little bubble. I don't want to burst it. <laughs> and it's the biggest bubble. And that's what's yeah. so crazy. That's why it's so hard that, to affect change. Very and things to like that. It's almost just like, I don't want to just, I don't want to be mean to you or ruin your day. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly the point that I'm making. Is that when yeah. I talk to to normies, it's like it's another world. Yeah, I don't my, know how I get into this stuff. But Big Bang Theory, and I can't get them yeah. to watch other shows. But it's like you know what? If that makes you love <laughs> movies, then I have to be cool with it. You yeah, know, like right. that yeah, is yeah. like if that makes you love movies, and maybe you'll walk down the path and then watch, you know, Monster Squad with me. Then yeah, like I'm, this could happen. I'm not kidding. I used to I like the first three seasons of Mr. Robot a lot. I can't I can't do the fourth after Rami Malek won an Oscar. <laughs> I'm, I'm really... And the new Bond movie, I'm like, why does he have to be in it? That's a, that's a good He'll probably be great casting. He'll yeah. probably be really good in it and give a good performance. I just <laughs> fucking hate yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much. I'm so ready for... I'm so ready for that new Bond, though. I that's, hope that it's I real good. I hope it's going to be really good. I really hope like Terry good. Fukunaga. I have high yeah. hopes for yeah. it. I hope, then, I hope um, Rami Malek gets Fleabag really Lady killed. did a pass on the script. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, they're going to... people. I couldn't think of her name yet. She did a pass on the script and uh, I don't know there's just a lot about this movie that I like I think Fukunaga is not just a good band-aid to a bad situation that Boyle left um, I think it's oh, also yeah, it's an interesting production but it's an interesting choice in and of itself like if he was the first yeah, choice yeah. I would be crazy sure. amped the same way I was amped for Boyle I forgot they spent like a year with yeah. Danny Boyle doing it but I'm glad Boyle left because he gave me yesterday and the <laughs> movie is a delight I still haven't seen it oh, I think you would love it it's so warm and lovely. I just I love it. Maybe it's yeah. good casting. Rami Malek's gonna be like super fun to hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, exactly. In the new one. Yeah, maybe it'll be good. I want to say this about Color Out of Space before Please. we uh, lose it. That is uh, that's my favorite kind of movie because it really it is a movie movie by oh, the yeah. end yeah, because I'm, it's almost science. Uh, when everything was kind of going mad, and I don't want to say anything too much, but yeah. it's just like a lot of sustained noise. Yeah, I was watching it. And and just like it, it's like overwhelming, and and you don't even realize that there's that much cacophonous and noise happening because it's yeah. so constant. And so in that way, it 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 captures what so many Lovecraft adaptations like not struggle to capture because there's it's just tough to make that feel real. The whole idea of like reality is not it's not for you Which, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like we are beyond that, and that is what. Lovecraft's horror is, and this tapped into it, I think, better than I've seen. The only Lovecraft movie that I think gets close to hitting that kind of like um, tr- where where the where the term cosmic horror, yeah, yeah, yeah. like really Being actually makes yeah. sense to me, like solidifies into something. From Beyond was like as close uh, okay, as I had ever one. seen it. This movie like gets like so much further than From Beyond yeah. gets in like mm. really getting to that idea of like this this insurmountably large cosmic just this horror unknowable that can't be yeah unknowable yeah. like 
Yeah, it, this movie really goes there, and and like, and I felt and, like Hellraiser moments too, where yes. I was just like, man, I am not okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, like where you're just oh. waiting for a scene to get away from you so that you can breathe again. This movie legitimately has some stuff in it that I was like yes. very like yeah. uncomfortable and scared. Imagery. Really yeah. good body horror, powerful, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. disturbing yep. imagery, and, and some great references to other like great classic like body oh, horror yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the uh, one body horror thing is in one episode of The X-Files from okay. a long time yeah, ago. Told me about this. And when I was a young kid, I saw it when I was probably too young, and it like really twisted with my head. Like I was feeling some, w- some way about it. Yeah. And it was one of those things that I just always thought about, and it, it's the same thing that happens yeah, in Color yeah. in the Space. And it was like, oh, and it was one of those that was so messed up that in The X-Files, it's ultimately reversed. And I was like, thank uh, God, yeah. I couldn't go to bed tonight if it wasn't. Yeah. But I always thought about it. And then many, many years later, I was hanging out with Isaac. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we were and we were talking about this exact topic. And I was like, well, there's this one. And he was like, wait, uh-huh. episode of the X-Files? And he described it. And it was like, we were both, we had shared trauma in the form of this one body horror gag. Yeah. <laughs> and as they re- did the reveal on it, watching Color Out of Space, I was like, this had better not be that. But it totally should. I did like it. And then it was. Ah! The, yeah. uh, the thing I love about it, it this is like not, not, anything close to a spoiler just influences like movies that i think influenced it you if you if you don't want to know anything about it skip forward yeah. like 30 seconds it reminded me heavily of annihilation yep and the thing yep and chernobyl chernobyl is all about like the air is like the world is bad now yeah. we can't yeah. see it or fight it or do anything about it it's it's like inexplicable <laughs> force we, of we reached too hard yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really fucking cool we touched so beyond it's, it's a perfect grab bag of those influences plus lovecraftian yeah Cosmic horror shit. I loved um, it. What a great yeah. movie. There's also I, like the That's I guess a good call on Chernobyl because that yeah. like I, I wouldn't like have that. put my finger on that and that is spot on because Chernobyl freaked me excellent out. Excellent like and totally a horror series. Totally a horror series. Chernobyl's blur blowable. No, that's like one of the best. <laughs> That's this year's is Twin Peaks three a movie is yeah. like is Chernobyl a movie because if when it is I, it's probably the best. I have never reevaluated something more after it came on than Twin Peaks: The Return. When I wa- I watched every episode every night that it aired, I was so fucking frustrated with certain parts. I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. I don't know if you know a lot about the plot or how it unfolds. Yeah, I've they, not seen it and I'm gonna watch see, I've it. Seen so I'm it, trying. But not I also I don't say, know a lot about anything. the plot it, or how it unfolds. They, and I've watched the whole thing like it's probably just twice. really long, yeah. <laughs> and it requires a lot of patience to enjoy. Yeah. But now that I know how it ends and how it wrapped up and I can appreciate it as a whole, what a what a fucking blast it is. How lucky so we good. are. Yeah. That We're, they pulled yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. There's this there's this scene there's like a big shootout scene with uh <laughs> with John Belushi oh, where yeah, this yeah. huge shootout happened and John Belushi James says, Belushi James Belushi, <laughs> James Belushi. <laughs> he says this neighborhood's going to hell <laughs> it's so fucking funny it's it's one of like the uh, best Michael things Sarah we have. as um, as uh, what's uh, his name something Brando Wally Brando Wally Brando <laughs> yeah. and it's just Michael Sarah <laughs> in Rebel that or whatever it is just he's, he's doing, doing a doing a Brando yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's doing it as Brando. It's it's and he like shows up at his parents' house on his motorcycle and monologues for ten minutes, and then he's like, "I gotta hit the road." And then he's never <laughs> in it again. Never. It's, at it's all. one of the best things we have. It's such a treasure that we yeah. have that. I'm I'm happy uh, about Twin Peaks: The Return for like, the best thing that came out of it was I was watching it and Jenna was watching it passively because she doesn't know anything about Twin Peaks. She was like, "That guy looks like a really old Matthew Lillard," and I was like, "That guy is Matthew Lillard, who is now in his fifties. <laughs> like, Matthew Lillard. He's a good actor. He was really good in really his good. short little two yeah. episode arc in that. Yeah, I 
gotta watch it all again because I remember I can't really remember what he does in it. But I'm excited to watch it. I haven't seen it's it. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's really crazy that it happened and then it got made and that it's yeah. as good as it was. And uh, everyone should watch What Did Jack Do? What Did Jack Do? Oh yeah, I'm short, excited to watch that. It's on Netflix. Film. Film. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I loved it. It's fantastic and it's just it's David Lynch being funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's. But it's also very David Lynch. There's a yeah. quality to it. Highly recommend 17 minutes. And right when you think you're like, all right, you're, you're, I get it. <laughs> it suddenly, you're like, you don't get it. <laughs> Perfect Lynch Forbes. Yeah. I don't know. That's everything. Cool. Well, let's talk about uh, John Woo's The Killer. Hell yeah. What Man, sh- The Killer is insane. What a great movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I brought this to the podcast today because this is one of my favorite movies. I discovered it on Netflix like years ago. <laughs> That's um, great. Was uh, it dubbed on Netflix? No, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was the, I got it with the Chinese language and the, nice. the, the, the English version subtitles. version should be avoided for sure. Yeah. Um, based on what I saw. So like, I, I really like John Woo. Like, I, you know, I saw Face Off as a kid and have seen it many times since. One of, and one and of think Face Off is, yeah, movies. just like. Yeah. Great. Um, I do really uh, enjoy um, Hard Boiled, which is his other sort of very famous Hong Kong action film. Um, I've never seen Broken Arrow. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, uh, Bro- Broken Arrow is decent. You know, Mission Impossible 2 is yeah. like, you know, Hard Target. Right. I actually recently I've never watched. Seen Hard, Hard <laughs> that Target. movie is dumb as hell. Yeah. yeah it is. Um, it's is it Van Damme? It's not great. It's Van Damme with a mullet. Yeah, right. Yeah. It is one where he does knock a snake unconscious <laughs> by punching it in the face. Hell yeah. A snake that he later bites the head clean off of. <laughs> oh, sure. It also has Wilford Brimley shooting flaming arrows while riding on a horse away from an exploding Why barn. aren't we watching this right now? But next one. As I describe it to you, yeah. it's like kind of a lame movie. Right. It, okay. like, doesn't quite play because yeah. let's face it back then Jean-Claude Van Damme wasn't a good actor because right, right. now he's now passable he somehow yeah. now he is yeah. I mean it's just practice man. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just I practice. saw Paycheck with my dad when I was like 13 oh yes I've I seen Paycheck probably yep. pretty bad yeah yeah right I remember like Uma Thurman and Ben Affleck I think yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's probably bad but it's yeah. definitely a John Woo American yeah. ho- birds flying around yeah yep. yep. well so this Wait, one did he do any other American ones um look it up I want to see oh he did Wind Talkers I think with our man Nick Cage Oh, oh that's it. And I, I didn't I, see I Wind Talkers. Yeah, that. he did do that. I think I've told you guys the Nick Cage snippet about Wind Talkers, which oh, is yes. that he, he, what said, is he said he spent lots of time learning how to speak Navajo for the movie. And John Woo was like, I don't know why he did that. It wasn't necessary for the role. <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking I awesome. can picture him saying that. Yeah. Remember that, uh, that Mission Impossible 2 uh, like additional content thing they did with Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller? Yeah. Oh. Where Tom or Ben Stiller played Tom Cruise's stuntman, who right. was like trying to be another version of Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay, yeah. But there's one part where they're doing like stunt coordination for part two, and the stuntman's hitting Ben Stiller in the face, and John Woo's just like directing. He goes harder because <laughs> he hates him so much. So, so good. I can totally picture him just being like, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> there's a miscommunication somewhere. Yeah, not a miscommunication. It was probably like. You we're gonna you all you need to know is English. He said, But I I have to learn Navajo. He's uh-huh. like, you don't have to. It's it's actually gonna slow down production. He's like, I'm already training, I've got a guy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh but I so the killer is my favorite John Woo movie. Like the once I saw this, I was like, Oh, this is like I, this is one of those movies that you know I I I, have, I like to say the guest is a movie where I could show it to you and be like this is my taste in movies in one movie. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like this is a very this is a close approximation of that for I'm me. Like, I can the, see the, it. the killer is it very has some much some proto pop tart elements yeah, to it, and it's just a me kind of movie. It's it is 
It, we I described it as a violent lifetime movie earlier. It yeah, is yeah. like very melodramatic, but also very much a genre movie. It's got great action in it, but it's not exclusively an action movie. It's full it of has all like this an like art house sensibility. Yeah, and I don't know if that comes from the fact that we are now detached from this. That that wasn't a novelty import. Now it's a respected piece of art. I know. Yeah, I don't but know. It has an art artsy feel. I think it does because it's got, it does have a kind of Lynchy vibes in yeah. some scenes because it's, it's got it's very like melodramatic and, and takes place in a lot of white light filled rooms. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, there's a lot of soft focus. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's yeah. where the Lynch thing exactly. Comes in. Lynch and, and does even, a lot of soap operatic soft focus. And uses that similar sort of like um, elevator music. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That like you hear in soap operas and stuff. And that oh, also the Angelo Badalamente yeah, exactly, music. Yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of that kind of stuff. But then it also, to me, has these like very Michael Mann vibes. Like it's a mm-hmm. movie about men. It's a movie about men that are clearly in love well, with and each it's other. It's elevator music with synth drums. Yes. Like the yeah. Doo, 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 yeah, very yeah. romantic. Yeah. Yep. On his Wikipedia page, it says he was rumored to direct a Metroid game, movie game. And it. The rights expired. That would have been fucking awesome. God damn it. I would have loved a John Woo Metroid movie. And like a lot John Woo Metroid movie, yeah. Karen Gillan as Samus, done. <laughs> oh Let's my do God, it. yeah. You in? It yeah. seems like a lot Greenlit. of his uh, future I'm projects have been I'm canceled due to like budget or script issues, which is just yeah. 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 What's the time frame on Michael Mann in relation to John Woo? This is and a who great would be more into influencing who? Because you're right about I'm all the stuff we just listed. The list of things that you just said compared to John Woo. Yeah. I think we should touch on that. Well, because it's about two men, right, that are like actually clearly in love with each other. Mm. They're also two sides of the law, and the idea is like they're like on. They feel honor through their jobs. Yes, yeah. and and so they're actually not that different, right? It's yeah. like we're it's two men like they they see there's like an amount of respect they have for each other because they're both so commendable at what they do. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They're so. Yeah, I believe there's a line in the movie do. something to the. I'm gonna butcher it where it was like we both make our money with guns. Right. But yeah. it's so like many what we, good what individual quotes. Yeah. 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 There was I don't remember the exact one, but there was one that was uh, I I don't remember. It's so, like it's not how hard you can shoot, it's how hard you can get shot and <laughs> right. keep moving forward. That's how well it is done. So like Thief <laughs> is nineteen eighty one. Yeah. And then the killer is nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. But then Heat is nineteen ninety five. Maybe right, so it's like maybe there's kind of a yeah. reflexive kind of back and forth because the way that Wu shoots Hong Kong, yes, is so similar to L.A. But I'm I'm wondering if maybe at the time they were very similar civically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're I both right. smoggy places yep. surrounded by hills and mountains, so it becomes this dish of fog. Awesome. So it visually it looks very very yep. similar. Yeah, yep. there's lots of neon. Yep. There's lots of. I think Miami Vice aired before The Killer. Like the show aired before the. Oh, came that's out. true. Miami Vice. So that that would be a big it? influence too. Miami Vice that, yeah. is huge. Absolutely. It's like, so, yeah. It feels that. like I guess that was early eighties. It yeah. feels like I can see the Michael Mann kind of aesthetics on this, right? Yeah, and there's even yeah. some of that manliness stuff in it. Yeah. But then it also feels like you watch something like Heat, and it's like. Oh, maybe Michael Mann then also saw like some of what Wu was. You know what I mean? It feels like it could have maybe been like a ping pong back and forth yeah, kind of like thing. Yeah, it seems like they rubbed you know? off on each other in a lot yeah, of good ways. Yeah, it is amazing when a filmmaker can last long enough that like, like that was one thing I always loved about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is it's the first movie where I was like, oh man, Tarantino's his own influence in yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's yeah, because yeah. it's the end of an era that he helped usher in. Yeah, right. And uh, and you know I think both Wu and Mann have been around long enough that. Uh, of course, their movies could be in conversation I, I'd, with one I'd another, be, even if passively. I'd be curious to ask either one of them about the other one. You know for what sure. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. What they do you think of their movies? Really like you know? each other's movies? I would. Oh, bet. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Turn my mic off for a moment. My bad. I mean, <laughs> what does a uh, Manhunter feature? But uh, uh, what's it? Not Will Graham. That's a. Uh, 
Is it Will Graham? Yeah, it's Will Graham in that movie, uh, right? He leaps so. through plate glass yeah. Yeah, yeah. to, yeah. to yep. stop a murderer. Yep. Yep. That's about as woo as it comes. Yeah, One it's more Wikipedia fact. John Hold, John Woo directed Stranglehold, a video game, which is a oh, yes. sequel to Hardboiled. I didn't know that. that yes, I've heard about great. this. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. it sounds nice. great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Well, and so like, I, I just I don't know what it is about this movie. It's got all these just like really like super melodramatic scenes where where. They're like waxing philosophically about like what it means to like honor each other's ethics, promises yeah, and yeah, the yeah, ethics vows. of vows to each other and stuff. Well, you mentioned when we were watching it, Jacob, uh, that there was an, uh, like a Western influence on a lot of portions lot, of it. Yeah. And that's like very much uh, in Westerns. The whole idea is like, you know, I'm going to be gone from this town or I might even be dead, but it's. It's my legend that that yeah, stays yeah. alive, and what keeps a legend alive what is you but honor. Do and say matters. You know, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so they they all have that built into this uh, this criminal lifestyle of like, what is my legacy? Who am I? And uh, what's the the second lead's name? The cop. You know what that actor's name is? Uh, Smallby, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, John I don't know that actor's name. Awesome. Hold on, I'll Wouldn't it be funny it. if his real great. name was Shrimphead? Head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cop, the older Chinese cop that, that died tragically, that actor's really good. All, all the actors are great in this, especially Chai Yun-fat, though. That's oh, so um, uh, Danny Lee, I think, is uh, the... Smallby. Yeah, yes. Yep, Danny Lee great. is Smallby. Uh, Kong Chu... Is the um is is Chow Yun Fat's other friend like his killer friend? His, yeah, his, yeah. Um, his boss, the guy who hired him for the job. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy's name is Kong Chu. Uh, Sally Yi, Sally Ye is is Jenny. Um, poor, poor Jenny. Yeah, poor and Jenny. she really uh, gets a rough go of it. It, it, it. I guess she is. You guys do spoilers, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. I guess she's okay at the end. I mean, we, she's blind and alone. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Near, that near miss at the end. This is so, I, so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think Kenneth Sang is the name of the older guy that that we were talking about too, like the older cop guy. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the cast is great in this, and everybody's like, it's one of those things where it's like this is one of those movies where I actually have no idea how self-aware it is if that makes sense it feels very earnest but it also feels like you couldn't possibly make a movie like this and not know that it's like kind of campy yeah as campy and melodramatic as it is well i think it's earnest about the how should i put it when we watch like okay we watch something like assault on precinct 13 there are certain things that that happen that are just shortcomings of budget and time or you know any of the limitations yeah right right movie that are funny now yeah. that sure the filmmakers were aware of mm-hmm. but it came down to a matter of necessity over choice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you know for this one it's like of course they're going to just make the most calamitous gun scene <laughs> yeah, genre yeah. style whatever um, I, and I feel like 1989 John Woo was probably not somebody who had the hugest budget right yeah. this right. is a yeah. movie that feels resourceful yeah. and and as a result what what is kind of funny and knowing about it is Stuff that they were probably aware of, but just right. had to do anyway. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah, it did seem like it had a pretty big budget. That that uh, the like the politician assassination. Dude, scene that's one of my favorite that scenes really in the movie. Huge. Like, yeah. the scale of them is really huge. I love the way Chalion Fat looks in that fucking yeah. mustache, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that crazy yeah. gun that he has. Yeah. Like, I prefer the goateed Chalion. <laughs> playing video games, I think that's like a Kalashnikov sniper or something. It's some crazy game I've gun I've seen in a video yeah. game before. That seems. I'm, I'm gonna look up the budget. Yeah, please do. It's got a. It's not super low. I think it's not super low, but I mean, just in terms of like, he did a great. John yeah, Woo was yeah. probably not working with much, relatively speaking. Yeah, 
Um, all, this movie is super, super well shot. Just not even, the gunfights, obviously, but just yeah. like the camera work and cinema. Well, and, yeah, just like and the editing and stuff, where yeah. it's like I, you know, this is one of those movies where you, you can tell it's like. I, you know, I'm sure John Woo is not his own editor. Maybe he is, but like you, you can tell it's like, oh, the director very much has their stamp Planned on out. all of this. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, there, there's so much great just like cutting back and forth between memories that characters are having, yeah. or just like simultaneous. You know, he does a lot of that. Like, while you're experiencing this, this other character is experiencing this like parallel opposite thing. parallel thing. You know, and cutting back and forth between them. Um, yeah, he I I and like a lot of just like really really effective um kind of like larger wide shots and then kind of like breaking down into like close-ups yeah, and stuff. one where it shows a car way off in the distance of yeah. the road and then pans to the left as a car like whips by. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. There is no information yeah, about the budget. And it's going to be in like Chinese money which we don't know. Yeah. Well, and according to uh Wikipedia it was not immediately a success in Hong Kong, <laughs> but it got critical acclaim in the Western world, yeah. and then it was able to... That's very interesting. The Chinese yeah. movie market is so bizarre. Like, every Star Wars movie bombs in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though, that... and I, I'm, Hollywood spent, like, 10 years trying to cater to the Chinese market. Like, there's all that stuff, yeah. and it was like a Chinese cut of Iron Man 3. Right. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, a, yeah. A section specifically shot for China appeal. With, like, a, a pop star in it that yeah, yeah, yeah. is, like, huge. And it's just not in the movie. It's it's a very bizarre thing that happened for a couple of years. I want to know what the... When, when movies like this, especially because, like, you know, this kind of movie, like, ooh, Tarantino was influenced by it. Right, right. When we were all kids yeah. and that kind of stuff. Like, I wonder how much mileage it got because in America we just saw it as foreign. And so the novelty of it being foreign was like, no, you got to check this out. It's kind of wild. They do things differently over you there. Guys, you know, like, it has, like, that kind of a, a feel to it. Do you guys remember what the first foreign film you saw when you were, like, teenagers were? Because mine was <sighs> Amelie. And I remember being blown away by it. Yeah. I remember being blown away by Amelie too, yeah. and and it that definitely was an early oh, one. Just like this, why don't they make things like this in America? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what would have, I I the know I foreign movie I saw ever? Day for Night when I was kind of young. That, that Wonka, no, that's a French movie. Okay. It's um, what's his name? It's Truffaut. Okay. Um, about making movies, it's pretty good. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You'd like that title. movie. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's cool. Uh, I, I there's a lot of Wong Kar Wai movies I watched when I was a teenager. He's a really interesting. Yeah, guy. I don't think I've ever seen a Wong Kar Wai movie. <laughs> My Blueberry Nights is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the first. Yeah, I don't know. Movie. I'm trying to think. I mean, if I'm being technical, the first completely foreign movie I ever saw was probably a Godzilla movie. <laughs> oh. Um, you know what? I saw My Neighbor Totoro when I was a kid. That's yeah, probably yeah, it was so probably like an early anime. But the like first that. foreign movie I saw in the theater was probably I think this movie called Swimming Pool I saw oh. when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, I wonder what the first thing I would have gone to see in a theater was. Like the first movie where I consciously was like, I'm going to go see this movie Maybe that's like not in English. One. Yeah. Oh, it might have been Spirited Away. I know I saw that in theaters. This is unrelated, but do you guys remember like the 2017 horror movie Raw? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cannon. Raw was what incredible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. That was the secret screening at the Philadelphia Film Festival that year where you didn't know what was playing. And so that was a movie, movie I'd never success. heard of or anything. That was such a good... Nasty. When she bites into the yeah. finger like a chicken wing <laughs> yeah. and the music, like the synth music drops at that point, that theater of people was happy as hell. <laughs> that was definitely just like... Wah! 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. Who know? What would you do? You, you don't know what you would do if you picked up a finger until you experienced it. You might want to chow down on that too. Could be. Got to <laughs> chow down. <laughs> I do love wings. <laughs> but uh, hard boiled, not hard boiled. Oh, no, killer. killer. That's okay. Well, what I think was so appealing because I I don't know if I want to compare hard boiled to the killer. Yeah. Because it does feel almost apples and oranges. To yeah. Me because they seem to have different intentions. I think so. I was utterly blown out. away by both of these movies, but hard boiled is very much showcasing the idea of like. We want action. It's a gun ballet. It's a gun yeah. ballet, yeah. and and it's beautiful, and it's something that's it should be calamitous, yeah. and yet Wu keeps such a restraint on the calamity that it's easy to follow. Yeah, you don't feel like your head's been ricocheting around. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, it actually plays clean and beautifully. Yeah. Whereas Hardboard this is after this hardboiled, right? I believe is after. I think this. it is. Yeah, yeah. And but that's what I want to talk about. And this one is more appealing because it actually feels like more of a movie. Like yeah. what I'm going to remember about this, I will remember the action scenes though, but I'm going to remember the drama. I'm going to remember the bromance. It's, I'm going to remember yeah, it, all, it, it all really sells the action even better. Yeah, yeah the, exactly, the exactly. But I can't it. say one's one's better than the right. other because that one's like almost like a, a beautiful stunt reel. I can't wait to watch Whereas Hardboard Killer now, is yeah. like yeah. it's, it's meant to it. be a drama that's punctuated with action. Yeah. I was going to say to me and I'm wondering if the appeal of the West that got the killer its fame was read as they love double guns and running and <laughs> right. punching. Let's give it to them. Yeah, uh, throw a baby in there, and then yeah. boom, hard boiled. I wonder if that was a response. Maybe to because why it's so different. I mean, because the, the thing that I like so much about this movie is that I, I mean, I, I said to you before, do you agree now on the other side of it that it's kind of like a Fast and Furious movie, a little bit, like it's all about the honor, the code, and well, and it's cars. also just there is um there there are actual stakes to the action. Because of all the melodrama, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mellow, I, I start to care about what's happening among these characters so that then when they get in these action situations... You care about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny how reversed that is because it's like you care about... Like the the melodrama gives the action purpose. Yes, but yeah. because it's melodrama, none of it, none of the melodrama in a vacuum has a purpose because yes. it's patently ridiculous. Yes. The reasons why they're getting into these things. Yes, one of my favorite parts where the cop and the the killer are together and they have to fight together to get out. He says, like, if you want to arrest me, we have to shoot our way out of here. That's so. That's a great. That's hardcore. Yeah, the yeah. rocks dynamic with the rest of yes. the family. Yeah. Yeah. I fully expected this to have a Fast Five ending of like the way you saved my life. The way I've seen it, you've earned yourself 24 hours. But after that, watch your back, Ajong. Watch your back, Shrimp Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm coming for you. Shrimp Head and Shrimp and Small B is what the characters refer to each other. Do we know like the origin of this? Okay, so it's so we got to talk about that scene. It's a great scene. Okay, so it's a scene where Ajong, who we know is Ajong, there is weird madcap stuff like this in Hard Boiled. Yes, that weird like tweaked out sense of humor that this scene captures uh, is like on brand for uh, Wu. Yeah. It's so the scene is uh, uh, Chow Yun Fat is at the apartment that either he owns or, or she owns. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's yeah. either his apartment <laughs> or Jenny's, uh, and and uh, uh, the cop uh, is you know the main cop is is already there. It turns out, and so they pull guns on each other. But Jenny is blind. So this movie is about an assassin that yeah, yeah. accidentally blinds, blinds a woman, a girl. Yeah, uh, and then feels so guilty blinds about a popular it. karaoke performer, yes. <laughs> uh, and it feels so guilty about it that he. Uh, decides to like get her an apartment and try and get her cornea replacements, I yeah, believe. Like a transplant. Uh, uh, yeah. But the the whole and is so passionate about it 
that he'd be willing to give his own corneas if yes. his back were against the yes. wall. The irony but the, of the ending is becoming more clear to me. We'll now. come yes. up. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about yes. that in a little bit. The, the drama of the movie is that because she has been blinded by him, she does not know that the man who is trying to help her is the man the that man also blinded her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we get to this moment where the cop is already in her apartment waiting for them, and so. Chow Hyun Fat and the cop pull guns on each other, but she's blind, so she can't see that they have guns pulled on each other. <laughs> All she can hear is their conversation with each other. So they start improvising a story about how they okay. know each other, and they say they're old soccer buddies, and that they went by Little B and Shrimphead. Uh, that was like their that was like their soccer nicknames. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. And I love. And that whole scene plays out like madcap comedy, where yeah, they're constantly smart. trying to point their guns at each other. But also a thematically smart scene because this is the first time that the two of them are sort of in a trapped in the small space moment yes. together, where it's like they start to get the seed of the idea of like we both are are uh, the same person. Well, it's like we're both we're both uh, altruistic enough oh, sure. that we don't okay. want to blow each other's heads yes. off yeah. in front of this poor woman. Yeah. we both understand the humanity at stake here. And that's something that neither of us thinks the other one has. We and are so boom. It, that, that we are on the, the other side of the law, but we are on the same side of a code. Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. our code is the same, but we are on the other sides of the mm. law. You know, I'll our morals stuff, are the uh, same, but our ethics are different. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they finally that's a great way to put to it. That's a, the, so many movies come yeah, down to that. morals versus ethics, yeah. and it's it's that's what that's the one thing that always resonated with me about the Three Billboards movie. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That is a movie about morals and ethics, and how one without the other is not functional right yeah yeah, yeah. it breaks down yeah it's this this has that to it yeah and they each have one without the other yeah well i guess the 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 cop has morals and ethics yeah yeah but yeah. i don't know he also does shoot a lot of people yeah, the, the cop is, is a very he sees everything very black and white yeah sure i guess his ethical shortcoming is that he he said what, what to he, business he said like i swore i would only kill good people or bad people but <laughs> yeah, yeah. it becomes harder yeah <laughs> well uh well in the cop eventually it turns out that his his hubris is that he feels like underappreciated yeah, basically yeah. He yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. his boss he, is holding him down yeah yeah like that he 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 goes above and beyond to serve justice, and nobody sees that. Nobody respects that. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And he also, like, blasted a dude on a bus full of civilians, <laughs> yes. just I shot know. like yeah. straight across. Oh, yeah, I so loved. Sad. I loved that you were like. I mean, this is bad police work. I was like, just wait, he buddy, because the immediate he, next scene, they're yeah, like, this is bad police he's, work. He scared a lady to death. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how good and bad people are with guns. Yes, because yes, yeah. everybody's so good that if there's a hostage and you're falling over backwards and shooting with two guns, you can clinically put a hole right in their forehead without hitting the hostage. But if they're doing a somersault yeah. or rotating their body in any way. No bullet will ever find their flesh. Correct. It will never happen. First rule of John Woo movies, if you are in motion, you are impervious to bullets. <laughs> yep. Karen yep. said that. Yeah. It made me appreciate the movie a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah. There's so many incredible, like, lunge, like, like not lunging forward, like, with your body, like, throwing your body headfirst into the air yes. so that you're horizontal to the ground. There's, or doing that backwards or, or in, like, combat rules. There's that <laughs> incredible series of shots where, because of the editing, they make it look like Chow Yun-Fat does a like a tuck and roll comes out of it into like a need <laughs> position to yeah. shoot and, and then, then somehow does forward. like a somersault from yeah. there like he's just got that inertia yeah. going. The, kine going the kinetic action is like very um like like cartoony almost but it's yeah. all fucking cool yeah there's so yeah. many people flying through the air and lunging that's a Trademark of John Woo shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, it's an after the fact explanation. Like you know when something's in a movie where you go, 
that doesn't quite make sense. And then you go, oh, they just paid it the tiniest amount of lip service. Yeah. And that way you don't have to worry about it. It's, it doesn't necessarily feel lazy, but it just it shows how unimportant whatever it is they're band-aiding. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of those where it's like, why are none of the bullets hitting him? And it's like, oh, well, no, he's rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so it doesn't make performer. sense, but it's just enough yep. of something. <laughs> yeah. And so you just have to buy it because without that, you know, like... You're going to have to kill a lot it of is. people. We need to keep this thing moving. If I ever got in a gunfight, I'd be doing a lot of combat rules. Who knows if they're effective or not? Oh, I would just be running and, and running and running and <laughs> screaming and just lamenting the fact that if and when I get home, I have to wash the piss and shit out of my <laughs> jeans. I'd be terrified. I do think that's one of the things John Woo is good at, though. It's like you, you don't think of this as like a world-building movie, but no, it no. is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? In like his he, movies, people have these evasive gunmen. Yeah, exactly. He is establishing these... Tricks, kind, he's like subtly, body, visually yeah. establishing rules for these action yeah, yeah, yeah. scenes. Oh, it totally works. They always abide it's by. So, in yeah, own, yeah, in a vacuum, yeah. 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 Um, the one thing that this... The relationship between the first two characters, the main two characters, is very, yeah. to me, Robert De Niro and uh, Pacino and Heat. Oh, sure, like yes. They're, yep. like they're, Absolutely. They come to respect each other yep. and, like... They never work together in that movie. But, you know, it's yeah. a similar dynamic. Where I mean, this is actually, like, this movie gives you the ending that I think, like, in your dreams, you're like, oh, I wish Heat could end this yeah. way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I wish these guys could join forces. And, and they like, had that one yeah. weird part where Chow Yun-Fat was like, she's got a great ass! Yeah. That was kind of like, it was... <laughs> I was explaining to my dad how, like, Pacino gets flack for that movie, but they edited out all the scenes where he's doing cocaine throughout the entire movie. So it's pretty really? great. Yeah, did you know that? I did not know that. They, they that shot a lot of scenes where Pacino, Pacino's character is high on coke that entire movie, and that's why he's so fucking crazy. But they edited all that stuff out. That's so, insane. So, so funny. When Pacino does Q's and Q&As about heat, he's like, in my defense, I am on, you know, people gave me that, I'm a little too big in that performance. Yeah, yeah. There was a reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> in the Q&A, he's like, and they thought I was big, <laughs> but I am not big. <laughs> and this guy says, and that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, he's I, going I, full I dog day. Michael Mann and the Michael Mann influence on this movie and on this movie, on his movies, is yeah, excellent yeah. stuff. Lots of Manhunter and lots of uh, heat in this. Yeah. Lots of that brooding. Real quick, because you just made me think of this. Have you guys seen any of the... uh, There's been a lot of interviews that Pacino and De Niro have done together because of The Irishman. (laughs) They're always really funny because it's always Pacino telling like really long stories and being like, yeah, yeah, you remember when we were younger? uh," And then it'll just go to... like It'll cut over to uh, De Niro. You know, they're sitting right next to De Niro go... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) De Niro went on CNN. It was pretty good. Brian Stelter, who is a journalist I'm not a big fan of, and this was like a month ago, like a Sunday morning CNN show. And Brian Stelter's like, what do you think of Fox News speaking up against you speaking up against President Trump? And De Niro is just like, fuck him, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. I watched like, that oh, Hey, this is cable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and it was so in funny. the middle of a conversation with my dad, who's like <laughs> very conservative. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He, watching him trying to reconcile the fact that he was so excited for the Irishman with yeah. the fact that surprise, yeah. a lifelong artist is yeah. not a right wing nut way job. He just said fuck him is the most <laughs> thing. He did and not give a shit. Who's so gonna funny. stop him? Yeah. Who's yeah. gonna stop him? Yeah. And even if they get fined, he could just pull it out of his pocket. Yeah. And yeah. Like, fuck you. Wipe his ass with it and drop it in. <laughs> hey. Hey. I, I love current age De Niro and Pacino. I used yeah. to think, like, why, so are, why don't they make good movies anymore? I'm like, you know what? I'm glad they're still here and making yeah. movies at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, you know, the Irishman was great. They, they did a wonderful great. job. Yeah. 
<laughs> and now, uh, uh, what's his name? Pacino's making all these appearances in uh, Sly Stallone's Instagram stories <laughs> <laughs> with Guy Fieri. <laughs> I, I don't. I haven't told you guys that I follow Stallone on Instagram and think I mean, about his Instagram presence I didn't need to tell you guys, but he was one of my first follows because I love Stallone yeah. so damn much. Action Boys got me into that because they make fun of him and his do- like the stuff with his daughter. Where he's like, I've heard this uh, this new shark movie is pretty good. And I, <laughs> My uh, Sistine's new movie's got a lot of people talking. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, it's got the shark. It's good. You know, she's swimming. You can put Cuff and Link in there. It's a turtle, so it's a shark. really good. Really good. <laughs> he had one where he was talking smack back and forth with uh, with uh, Schwarzenegger. And Schwarzenegger's very confident. And he just does this, like, yeah. he just tells stories that just, like, make Stallone look like such a little bitch. And then Stallone, like, tries to kick back, and it's just awkward. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like, of he doesn't quite awkward. do it. Yeah. It's so good. The but one I, just I remember. Love him. He takes a lick and he keeps on kicking. The one I remember is Schwarzenegger is, like, teasing him about, I think, Rambo 5 coming out. Yeah. And he's got, like, a big knife, and he makes, like, some joke about the knife. And it's, like, this really, you know, it's, like, Schwarzenegger just is funny and like he, you know, yeah, he's, he's very so boisterous and stuff. And then, and it's like you could tell, like he, like he had somebody shooting him for yeah, him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's it's like well so framed, you know. Yeah. And then, like Stallone's response is he's holding the camera, like it's like a selfie yeah. shot thing, and he's, like, and, arrow and he's like, he's like, yeah, I saw your knife. It was a. Uh, it was a big knife. It was a big knife. Yeah, like he just like there's no poetry to it at all. He's like, it was a big knife. He seems like a very insecure guy yeah, to me yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, very it's funny. Like, very you don't look like that image. at 73 without. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Rambo Five's insane because he looks it's like a, a real monster. It's a horrible, horrible, it's offensive movie. <laughs> Dude, I don't get offended, and I was like deeply upset it's, by it's a lot so of that. So upset bad, and that and that made it one of my favorite movies. It's so it's probably my favorite Rambo movie at besides the, the first. The whole it's movie's insane. about how he has like. The ending is like he's got to go back to his Vietnam PTSD. Because well, after you cut a man's heart out and show it to him, there's no going back. It's a fucking bananas movie. It is totally crackers. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I forgot. But it doesn't exist without something. Let's talk about that. Without yes. something like like a hard boiled. I love this. I love no, this. Because we should talk about the yeah. way that the violence is in this. Yes. Because when these movies awesome. first existed and influenced things like Tarantino, yeah. there's naturally the pushback of does glorify violence yeah, yeah, yeah. and what's wild is the answer is yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah. the question the real question is does the glorification of violence cause violence to happen yeah, no. right and the answer is no yeah. i love and, violent uh, video games and tv I shows love it. so much yeah. i play violent life, video I games so i don't have to kill people yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in real life it's horrible and yeah. abhorrent and i don't want to see it or but, get around it but in video games in entertainment it's a blast you know? yes oh yeah i do think there is a way though to do violence that is that isn't good yeah um yeah. you know what i'm saying like there's Never a way this, to do it that, this that movie is entertaining but it's also harrowing it's like everybody that gets shot is oh, like a full it's a verhoven squib like shot crazy once and die and some people get shot like 30 fucking yeah. times oh, and one guy gets <laughs> shot in the head once and then like survives for a long time yeah, and then yeah. dies later after I, giving up some information i also think the movie is like literally about the nature of violence and how it like affects these men and yeah, changes yeah, yeah. their perception of who they are and how they operate in the world yeah. you know what i mean it's like and how, like, this movie is trying to seriously consider the weight of these men's mm, violence, yeah, you yeah. know, even if the violence is designed to, to be, be entertaining. entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like 60 or 70 people die in this movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely like a, it's a John Wick, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very much a John Wick. Yeah. I mean, although John Wick, I think, is more of hard boiled 
yes. in terms of yeah. it's trying John to show is off a, the is craft a, of the is fight. a mass spree yeah. killer. In yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what he's trying to get out of. Yeah, is his yeah. job as a well, mass yeah, spree like, killer? He, yeah. he doesn't want to do it. They're making him. Yeah, yeah they, they won't leave him alone. But his job before that was to be just a killer. He still haven't learned to just leave him alone. Yeah, but it's this this. I don't know what it is about the violence here that doesn't make it feel celebratory while simultaneously making it like a party. Yeah. It's well, it's total party. Well, even like, uh, you know, I guess you could say like some of this is maybe like, uh, I don't know, like shallow in some way. But it's like they do have that scene where that that very little girl gets like violently shot yeah, and he has oh, to rush yeah, her. Yeah. And that's, you know. You you could say that's a cheap way to mostly show us like his morals. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's really what that's and in just service to of. Things by endangering a child. Yeah. But that's yeah. what. But but Which I. Which is do, what hardboiled does best. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I do think it's like that is you know that is showing the real da- you know danger and consequence of this violence. It's like yeah, yeah. there are these innocent people that get caught in the crossfire and of what these guys do. About that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With the little yeah. girl, it's particularly sad and funny. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't bothering anybody. Yeah, and they make her look so sad and cute. Right I know. Before she's I know. A lot of people get shot in this movie. A lot of people get shot. shot. They also like <laughs> conveniently dress it. all of the bad guys in the oh, finale yeah. in white sweatsuits, the, so the that squid, as their bodies yeah. explode into blood, that's all you can see. There's one it's part beautiful. Where a guy gets shot, and the camera's above his head, and he just flings his head back in blood. Like <laughs> that was arc. so good. It was yeah. really cool. There was, yeah, a, the I believe, that one on the too. White clothes look fucking awesome. Awesome. With that, when he did that upshot, there was a there was a shot that led into that where the camera peeks over the edge yeah. to look down yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like intercut with the action instead of static cuts of shots. Yes. Static cuts to intercut with just like a quick swoop of the camera yeah. the thing. Or someone looking at the camera, tight zoom, move on yep. to the next action. Yeah, I don't know it's, enough. Oh, the, the sentence it tells visually is is flawless. Yeah. Even if the paragraph is like um, messy. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's I great. I don't want to like go crazy about the technical terms of it, but yeah. the way it's shot and edited to make be like a choreographed ballet of gun gun foo is yes. fucking awesome. Not yeah. even gun foo, just people getting blasted right. with guns. Yeah. yeah. There's very little hand-to-hand combat. Oh, no, yeah. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's guns all guns in this movie. Yeah. But there is a little bit of hand-to-hand combat. A couple, like, punches yes. and chest yeah. kicks and things and like that. there's one move people do where they jab forward with the gun when yes. they shoot. Like, yeah, with yeah, double yeah. guns jabbing forward. Well, it's if very, you like, push... You add the speed of your arm to the speed of the bullet, which is considerable if you're very strong. And you push it forward, and it gives it more. It gives it too hardness yeah. to hit. Yeah. What, what it gives I'm trying twice to say is that it's very cartoony and also violent as fuck and, and entertaining at the same time. It, it threads the line perfectly. Yeah. It's like a ballet... It's it's crass and a lot of people are getting blasted away, left yeah. and right, but it's never like oh this is upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> and I think too it's very good at balancing within the scene what's happening uh, emotionally between the characters. Yeah, and yeah. that's something that I think hard boiled the connections between the characters when they fight are more surface level. Where it's like yeah. he's the bad guy, he's the good guy, and that's what's happening. Right. In here, there's scenes where it's because they're keeping up appearances for Jenny who yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. know what's going on, or you know because. You know, there's guys on the beach that are coming in that are a third party trying to kill everybody. So now we've got to shoot our way out. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. armies at the end of the movie. To, so, yeah, but yeah. interpersonally throughout the scene, as certain characters are either eliminated or incapacitated, those alliances and allegiances change, and that keeps the longer uh, 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 action sequences alive. Even if we're seeing like in the boat scene, there was like a couple of repeated shots, yeah, more yeah. than a couple. Of, and you know, even though that's kind of happening, but man, I just that that. That I don't think I've really seen in many other places where you maybe the raid is the only other example I can see where yeah. mid fight, uh, actually the raid too probably mid fight where um, 
I like the second you know, one. Where, where the first one. Just the emotions of why they're fighting change throughout. Yeah, yeah the motivation. And that change, plot is yeah. being told through the fighting itself. Yeah. That's it. That's almost impossible to, to choreograph and design. I, I, I'm it's I'm it's screenwriting, to it. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a combination a of everything. Plot through action is, I think, a very difficult thing to accomplish. And, mm. like, John Woo is very good at that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's always stories still being told within his exactly scenes, that's the point it's you know? not like because even like and this is no you know love for john wick is is what it is yeah, yeah yeah but like john wick a lot of the times it's like you know like action time go action sequence and then it's done when the third one fluid. gets a little bit slow which it does for me it's, be- section it's for because sure. it's a lot of it feels like action for action sake exactly you know? yeah it's like now yeah. it's time for an action yeah. sequence and that's when it can become exhausting yeah. but when the story's being told through it yeah it's, and that's why I th- that's where i think the raid would be better than the raid 2 yes is yeah. that that's told through the where yes. the raid 2 starts to and you know, commendably so, tries to bring more plot into it. Does, yeah. Actually, that's probably the best comparison between Hard Boiled and The Killer. Probably. At least in terms of cinematic aims. Is, yeah. Uh, Hard Boiled is The Raid and, and The Killer's The Raid too, but I think The Killer's more successful, I think, at doing what its goals are. I know. I, I just like... And no Love Lost a Raid too. No, no, no. I love both I love of those, those movies. movies. Yeah. 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 I just like... I don't know. This movie, like... The aesthetics of this movie uh, matched with just the heightened, like, melodrama that is, like, especially because this movie is, like, you know, um, campy, but maybe not camp. Like, you know, the thing that I love it's about... melodrama. Yeah. Like, that's, the, that's the term it for it. It is the yeah. best Same term for it. Because, Fast and Furious, where you're always like, it's a soap opera. Like, and the, the but the, the thing... So maybe the difference, though, is, like, and maybe why I would... This this feels like, to me, this is, like, maybe something I like a little more than that is, like, the Fast and Furious movies know that they are selling me a soap opera, and yeah. they're trying to create a soap opera for me. You know what I mean? I feel like this movie, there's an earnestness to this or something. I don't know how to I describe like the difference. I like Fast and Furious because it lacks cynicism. Right, right, cynicism, right. But there's not as much earnestness. Yeah. This lacks cynicism and is yeah. earnest. There's a yeah. little bit of winking going on in the Fast and Furious movies that I love and appreciate that I don't think this has. Well, and that's, the winking was found later in yes. Fast and Furious. Yeah. So it's not necessarily it's in its DNA. It's right. something that kind of it evolved into. Yeah, yeah. Like, this feels like... The what I love about the later Fast and Furious movies, but in one of the early ones before it knew it was doing that. Do yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's it, it's it's the it's because I think they know the things that are cheesy just have to be cheesy by design because that's just what we're working with. Yeah, yeah. You know they they're doing it as yeah. best they can to. to well, so like let's talk about that then because the fucking greatest moment of this movie Holy shit. is one of the cheesiest but most fulfilling, hilarious, heartbreaking things if I've ever seen. The joke as a prediction yeah, yeah. of what was going to happen, yeah. and we laughed. Yep. And then it does happen, <laughs> and we laugh and because we we're jerk faces. But then we realize that it's like it's like this unbelievably resonant <laughs> yeah. moment both- that fits with like the 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 bleakness yes. that that the bleak undercurrent yeah. of this <laughs> explosive movie that looks like lots of stuntmen may have died is so oh, funny and shout out up. to the stuntman who leaped oh, out yeah. of the building as it exploded oh, yeah. because his ass to feet movie. was on fire yeah, uh, yeah there's one there's one thing where a guy fell off like a 10 foot roof and just landed face oh, first on yeah. the ground and, and like he went really through like a hurt. whole rack of bamboo yeah, that yeah, one yeah. guy who did that there's a guy what? that fell out of a car and looked like he slid on concrete a couple feet oh, yeah he became a meat crayon for a second let's let's not get too far from this before we explain 
explain yeah, to people yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on. We talk about, this is uh, the biggest thing in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, this movie about an assassin that blinds a woman. He eventually gets to the point where he promises her. Can you describe how he blinds her? Because it's so interesting. Oh, yeah. So I believe what we're meant to believe. <laughs> I think you're 100%. He is you're right, such you're right. a good, accurate shot. He's such a good assassin. That he can, you know, he can like take a really straight shot. So he does that, but this woman is like right there, and his bullet literally grazes across yeah, yeah. her eyeballs. He shoots yeah. some gun right in front of her face. And when I watched it, I was like, I guess the explosion kind of. I believe it seemed I, like the I muzzle flare it. did I didn't it. Get it. I believe yeah. the in bullet a flashback later across her eyeballs. That's what it is. The flashback yeah. later makes it much more yeah. clear that the bullet grazes her eyeballs. Yep. And it's the that to at least what I think it reads as in my mind is that. That is him realizing, like, there's a chaos element to what yes. I'm doing. Maybe sometimes a tuck and roll isn't enough. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. Very good analysis. Yes. It's like, what's the movie where they bend bullets with James McAvoy wanted? He, oh, like, yeah. he like, he, oh, yeah. he, it's just so, it's so funny because he, it, like, it, it doesn't block, it doesn't take her eyeball out of right. her head. He just barely. Yes. It just scrapes her, her corneas off so <laughs> yeah. that he can donate yeah. his yeah. corneas. So, and so he. So she's uh, blind and it's sad. And she's blind. It's bad. sad. Yeah. He feels bad. And he eventually gets to the point where he promises her <laughs> that he will donate his own corneas to her because she's on a very long wait list and yeah, can't seem to get them. He's like, this is probably going to end my yeah. death. You can have my eyes. He yeah. literally yeah. said, go to America. Yeah. He so he's like he's like even if I die in this you can have my eyeballs but of course the when when <laughs> the strikes. yes when the villain finally uh you know gets his due over Ch- Channing Fett of course dies by the end of this movie it's it's that's obviously the trajectory of the not, the, not the hitman death. that takes one last job to try and yeah. get out is, is he's going to end in death it is a heroic death but it's just so it's so uh, brutal he gets sad. yeah he gets shot you know forty five times in the chest. And the face, and and uh, two bullets, one each, right in the eyes. goes straight through his eyeballs, blinding him and completely destroying the corneas that he was going to donate. So he cannot fulfill the promise, which is what this movie is entirely about. The karaoke song that she sings over and over <laughs> yep. again is about keeping promises. It's like, give me your eyes. They literally reference eyes in eyes. it. She says eyes a bunch of times in the song and then also says things about promises. It's like all about promises. The movie's all about promises. He can't fulfill his promise because of this death. So then she's blind. He's now fucking blind. They're both crawling around on the ground because I think they've each taken at least one bullet at this point. Yeah, yeah she's taken a yeah. bullet, yeah. but they've decided that he may not be able to give her his eyes. Although I guess she doesn't know what's going on. She, she doesn't have any eyes. She's just this that poor, poor lady. Has been They're hell. just calling out to each other. They're like, screaming maybe each other's yeah. names. In this moment, I can have some comfort in the embrace of this woman that I love. I can offer her a kiss and comfort. <laughs> Let's crawl to one yeah, another. Yeah. Yes. So they're crawling at each other like turtles. Yeah, and they're it's, literally it's definitely taking a while, to, and we have time to be like, wouldn't it be funny if they like <laughs> did they missed did they missed by a few feet? Yep. <laughs> and they straight up just can't. They just crawl right past each other while screaming <laughs> yeah, each other's names. They yeah. crawl like past each other slowly. Yeah, it's a slow, yep. tragic crawl yep. past another weather <laughs> and past one another, where both of them simultaneously realize like this isn't gonna work. They should have been doing like Marco Polo or something because they were right next to each other at the end. <laughs> and then he fucking dies. And then yeah, they keep. They going. wouldn't play Marco Polo. Though. They play Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis, sorry. I got the sense that like once they're really close to each other. And they the, the near miss breaks them so much that they both he literally yeah. just gives he's like I'm this, this was yeah. my final moment for it's, a loving embrace and I blew it I'm gonna it's die the now. Jack and Rose like he just like has <laughs> yeah. to let go you know he just it yeah. is it's a it's so funny and it made me it entertained me so much because it's so 
bleak and horribly yes. sad yes. and so funny. And I'm yes. very convinced that John Woo knew it was both of those things and perfectly threaded the needle to get the tone. Yeah. <laughs> the tone oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's we such, all laugh so hard. <laughs> it's such a wonderful punchline that might not be a punchline, but it's also yeah. an amazing yeah. punchline. It's like I feel it, like this is uh, and this might be a really, really broad brush to paint with, but I yeah. think it's worth pointing out the humor in a lot of East Asian movies mm-hmm is based in the idea of like <laughs> pathetic yeah, like, yeah, when you watch yeah. old boy there's so much humor uh in just like like at the beginning of that movie when he's just drunk and pathetic yeah yeah that's played for humor yeah yeah and i you know i, I guess it's just a you know it's a cultural thing but mm-hmm. i i don't know how broad of a brush to paint it because this yeah. is chinese and i've right, seen it in right. korean yeah, movies yeah, yeah 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 but like i feel like there is and i i, I wonder if that ties into the whole that's honor interesting thing. the idea that like honor is about image a little bit mm-hmm. and and about being true to this image of pureness and mm-hmm. and goodness and then you know altruism or whatever it is whatever your, your shit is yeah <laughs> and, um, i can't uh, i'm sorry oh no no and so i think humor would come from the idea of taking that away like how pathetic and yeah, silly yeah. is this guy it, it's like i said it's threading the needle of so many different tones it's yeah. it, i'm gonna think about it for a long time <laughs> yeah because it was so fucking funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> my favorite thing that happened while we were watching it though was because you had watched the first 20 minutes yeah, or so yeah. earlier this week, and a scene started, and you were like, check out what this cat does. <laughs> a cat, a cat <laughs> sprints up a curtain, and I know they can do that. But, it, but it's pretty efficient. I, I think it's funny, because they can't make the cat do that. The I think that was a complete that. accident, yeah. yeah. They were, and they were like, let's use this take where the cat's going fucking acting starts, his ass off in the background. cat climbs <laughs> the curtains and just sits on top of the curtain rod as the, just a dramatic scene is happening. <laughs> so cool. I, I want to meet your cat. I still then got You got to meet Doris. I'm sure it's a, well, she's a wonderful dog. You yeah. will you will meet her soon. She is such a wonderful darling, but she does do one thing that I don't like, which is she knows when my alarm goes off. And so the alarm will go off, and Jen and I will be sitting there, and then she sits outside the door just like, and does that. But uh, we do the thing where you open the door and squirt her in the face of the squirt bottle. And that that's like a snooze button that gets you another like 30 minutes. But what's what's and I, I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but I, I, we're trying everything. But the thing is, I have to be up, so it's not a problem. When it's a problem is on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. I get more time because the Pavlovian response to my alarm doesn't kick off because I don't have an alarm. But usually around 9 o'clock, she starts like making noises. and like It's a very strict, I don't want a cat in my bed rule. But, you know, my we'll see what happens. My girlfriend's roommate has a cat that will just like throw herself against the door. Yeah. Or scratch oh, yeah. the carpet outside the door, and it's fucking terrifying in the middle of the night. I mostly sleep with like, earplugs, <laughs> and she meows, and I can hear them. But it's the scratching at the door that gets me. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. I love cats so much. My parents got I a love new her. cat after our, the last one died, and they oh. they're just they're like he's annoying. <laughs> he's really fun, but he's a lot of work, and he's really annoying. And I don't live at their house, so I just get to see him every once in a while, yeah. and he's he's wonderful. You get to be the uncle to yeah, the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're a lot of work. They're annoying. what's his but name? Anyway, his name is Cooper. Cooper. I don't oh, think it's named name. after anything, but I'd like to think it's named after Dale Cooper. Okay. Um, I thought it was named after hanging with Mister. Great, great, great cat performance by that one cat in that one scene. <laughs> it was fantastic. Agreed. I probably wouldn't have even noticed it happening if you weren't like, yeah, yeah. Oh, watch this cat. <laughs> and again, I watched the th- first thirty minutes of this the other night, and it was the dub version, and it really, really, I bet. hamstrung the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> the one we watched tonight was so much better yeah. in every way. Like you get the full. 
I know. I feel like the melodrama wouldn't work if I was watching a dub. You know what I mean? I don't like, think it, it would come would, across the same it way. It sounds yeah. like a Say by the Bell voiceover <laughs> yeah. coming out of this really nuanced performance from Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, yeah. It, it dude, really... Chow Yun Fat is so good in this movie. He's I think awesome. Yeah, He's really he has awesome. to cry and like in like a variety of contexts too. You know, like like he he's like he gets the Keanu Reeves like emotional hitman thing yes, across. Like yeah, he's yeah. very good at threading the needle of uh, he's experiencing tons of emotions. Yeah. But he's also like a hardcore hitman that yeah. doesn't really care a lot about Yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. He's awesome in this. Yeah, I think he's really good. And it's like, you know, because it's such a strange character too, you know? Like cuz he he it, the, he does not strike me as the sort of stereotypical uh, you know, lone hitman that like accidentally falls in love or whatever. Yeah. It's not really that, you know? It's like it, it's very similar to uh, the to Leon the Professional too. I think. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I've never seen that what? movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, and it's pretty good. And definitely watch uh, Leon. Don't just watch the Professional. Right, right, right. Leon the the other cuts better. Okay, yeah. Wait, I, there are two. I didn't know that. Yeah, one's like the the full actual cut, and it, like the European cut, and it takes a different flavor. Um, with regards to some things, it feels creepier, but it does feel more genuine. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look up the, the name of this one movie. By Johnny Toe. Johnny Toe is like a... Hasn't he made like 300 movies? He's made... So, here it is, Exiled. And the reason I bring it up is because it is similar to Wu in that it's like heightened gangster stuff. Yeah. But his squibs are like powder squibs. Squibs are oh. great. And Matt so really in this, this, this had fantastic squibs. Yeah. Yeah. One squib that goes the bullet hole through his arm that he pours uh, gunpowder in oh, and yes. lights on fire with a cigarette to yep. cauterize. Yep. Ooh, good night. Yeah. Um, that was really cool when he cuts that the was shotgun badass. shells open to cauterize the wound. That yeah. was really cool. Rambo that, does that in Rambo 3. He gets a bullet through his side, and then he pours gunpowder yeah. in it and lights it up. That scene had a line in it you wanted to remember, Jacob, but I can't think of what it is there, now. There's so many great... I can't well, think on it. So I want to say lines. with I'm Johnny Toe's quotes, movie, yeah. they do the same sort of slow motion squib kind of thing. But they're powder squibs, so it's like red powder. But in That's slow cool. motion, it looks like That's cool. like blood, yeah. blood splattering in tiny droplets. So Whoa. it takes a different effect as opposed to big, sloppy, yeah. it's just all tiny droplets. But it's very cool. I mean, it's Wu does it all better. But that was a cool movie, Exiled. But, uh, yeah, the it's just wild that that was like a... Like squibs were a concern, and there was yeah. different ways to do it. You know, Digital so blood cool. effects were so shitty, and yeah. they they never look good. Squibs they never are look where good. It's at, man, squibs are fucking cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, even powder squibs look cool. But that's the I guess with the point being like, there's even so many things you can do with squibs as an art form, and it, yeah. and yeah. so like the there's so many tools to use action as a storytelling. If device. you guys haven't heard it or seen it, I recommend looking up uh, Matt Gorley getting yeah, squibbed. <laughs> oh god, uh, do you know who so Matt Gorley? I do. That's got to be so insane. He loves squibs. They're loves the best him. thing. He's he right. Loves squibs, and he's always wanted to be squibbed. And yeah. so he finally found like a special effects guy who was willing to squib him up, and they it's uh, him and uh, Jay Cheel from Film Junk, I think, like go together and shoot him getting squibbed up and that's and incredible shot uh, in a like movie. a little gangster scene yeah. Yeah. that's so yeah. build up to it yeah it's I really feel, fun i feel funny. like they hurt it, yeah it that's does. that's what yeah. it's about is that yeah. it's like this is actually a physically like this is why explosion. we don't do this so much yeah. anymore because it's like, it's like we're literally exploding something on your body 
That's I just looked nothing him up beats again. it though. Yeah. It looks so good. I, I just looked him up again to say how good he is in this because uh, Danny Lee, the, the yes, he looks like Nathan Philly and he's very yeah yeah he's got a very handsome accent. He's very handsome. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. got that great fucking coat. Yeah, and him and yeah, they, oh the suits in this movie are great. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're very much fashion. Don Johnson Miami um, Vice. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, that's jackets. that's the yeah. big Miami Vice influence for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, him and Chow and Fat both have great hair. They're both very yes. handsome, but his. The, the at the ending when he just fucking shoots the guy, Dude. holy shit! That's a great character yeah. turn where he's yeah. just like, I, th- I this is my version of justice now. Like yeah. fuck it, fuck all the rules. Yeah, <laughs> really effective character turn. I liked it a lot. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when they finally go back to back, it's like a, that is a the quintessential John Woo image. Yeah, to like me. you said, that is these two guys, his, his the team. opposite sides of uh, things, back, but back they're the same. To one back to back, wield dual wielding pistols. In a church, Definitely doves flying over around. their oh, head. Yeah. That church is church glass shattering or stained yeah. glass falling down. Yeah, yeah. That, that that is the Mary statue being cut to like ten times yes. and then being shot to pieces. Yeah. That is that's John Woo in like an image oh, yeah. to me. You know what I mean? That's that's his whole fucking thing. And I, I just I don't know. I just feel like with this movie, he I don't know. All the elements just come together in exactly the right way for me you know it's, it's so like, perfect yeah i have there's nothing i could change about this yeah it's i will say that i did notice that the um the dove uh yes. the, the dove design uh-huh. was less refined like when you when you watch like mission impossible 2 a movie yeah. that i don't really yes. like the doves though are pristine they all take off in a perfect pattern these doves were sloppy yep they were just throwing doves it, i'll be honest it straight up looks I like, like it better. the best he could get was just a, a box full of pigeons yeah yeah and then <laughs> they know? just and threw them in the yeah, scene yeah. and threw some squibs around them yep. and some candles and they just acted like pigeons. That works so much better than the well, ones that beautifully fly away. There, so I, di- I actually wanted to talk about this a little bit. There's a version of this finale in Face Off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a much more refined, like, you literally see, like, a big light shine behind somebody as doves fly out from behind their back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, this is a much sort of down and dirty, you know. I think a- that's a- what a- I meant earlier in terms yeah. of, like, budget. Yeah. Like, relative budget. Yes. I don't know what this is made yeah, for, but, agreed. like, Face Off was 100% yeah, made agreed. for so much more. And, and I, I, you know, I don't know that uh, uh, this is necessarily true. I'm literally just pulling this out of my ass just because I like both these movies. But I really do feel like you could read Face Off as almost like a pseudo-sequel to this movie. Oh, without a doubt. This is the movie where the cop has to chase the killer and builds a relationship with him only for it to, like, end in violence. And then the sequel is, like... That has, you know, he's gone after that guy and driven him mad. And they, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to, they face off. They, now he know. must be. Yeah, like, yeah. He found out the nuts are different right. until he had to become him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a 100%. Yeah. And it's the same, like, and it's funny, too, like, the, the design, like, the way everyone's wearing the same kind of suits yeah. and stuff really suits the Asian aesthetic. But yeah. it, in Travolta and Cage, yes, it's like yes. something that was, like, doesn't quite match. Yeah. Uh, but I think it totally it totally works yeah, now. Yeah. But like it's very much a woo thing yes. that was being fit onto an American thing. Yeah, yeah. And so in that way, it feels like the sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, man. I I think this movie is tremendous, man. I, I really love it. So if we were to do yeah. Face Off now, yeah. Chow Yun Fat. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And this other guy, Danny Lee was. Danny it? Lee. I well, would here's do a it. Question: yeah. If we were to do, let's see, we were to remake the Killer yeah. in America. Whoa. Who do we cast? Yeah, like who? Because or is this dangerous territory? No, no, no. I don't think so. Well, I know what you mean, but l- let's just do it because I think yeah. it's a fun exercise. Because we did this before we recast Jaws. Yeah, I, this is a fun exercise. Well, because so who? Because you because if you think about it, it's like what we need is somebody who is like, oh, okay, I got it. Like the Chow Yun Fat character is definitely Chris Pine. 
is I can see him doing is that. somebody yeah. like very charming, uh, but that can be like uh, brooding and and uh, uh, like dig into those emotional aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But he also that. has to be like very charming, you know. I can see Chris Pine. Um, and then uh, I don't know who the Danny Lee character. We're we're doing a thing that might be uh, tragically ill advised, but we're what what if you made the killer an American movie? Like who do you cast today? As I'm the, back, baby, Michael Shannon. Uh, Michael <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Oh, but man. Usual I feel like Michael's yeah. questions like that, and he's usually the right answer yeah. for me. Wait, Michael Shannon could be uh, uh, the 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 friend yeah. from the triad character, like yeah, the boss character. I want him to yeah, be yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's so because he'd be the kind good. of guy that'd be like, "No, I have to pay you your money." Yeah, he's yeah, got crazy yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be so. Like, you don't have that. to do this, man. Like yeah. that's this is it. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. Uh, I was saying like Chris Pine maybe for the Chow Yun Fat yeah, character. Yeah, he'd, he'd be really good because he has hell or high water vibes. Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Martin Lawrence. <laughs> no. Although I gotta say, Bad Boys for Life rules, yeah. and Martin Lawrence is very, I'm I'm sure. very I'm, good I'm, in it. I was delighted to hear that people actually like. Very it. I good. Didn't expect it. that at all. It's a nice surprise. I didn't expect it at all. Michael B. Jordan in the Danny Lee role. Ooh, that's good. Think about him and Chris Pine playing that's opposite each other. Yeah. He's That'd the cop. Cool. He's on the other side of the law. Like they have to, you know, and they I'm kind of like that. come into the that's middle good. or whatever. Like that's pretty good. But who's Jenny? Who has the thankless role of being the blind woman <laughs> that has no idea Jenny these two like... knuckleheads aren't actually old. What what are they old? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the uh, obvious soccer buddies. <laughs> it's Kristen Wig. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say Brie Larson, but yeah. Kristen, or Brie Larson. Kristen yeah. Wiig would be so well, it depends on the yeah. tone we want to take. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kristen Wiig would like nail that scene where they're holding <laughs> yes. guns around her, yeah. but it would almost be like it would become her scene where yes. this movie does. But maybe I want it to be her scene yeah. for remaking poor, this. Poor Jenny really has a hard go of it in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> poor Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. Poor Jenny. Uh, I mean, when I left honestly, to go though, to the bathroom, you guys were talking about yeah. when they blow up the Mary Mother, the Mary Mother of God statue. Oh, yeah, oh that yeah. was the whole. Tone of this of the fight changes after yes. that. They're like more angry and more inspired yeah. to oh, fight yeah. back harder after yeah. that. Yeah, because they're like, and well, the, now God's not watching. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just you and the me. Comes in and yeah. the sign of the cross. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. all that. Yeah, that's some funny stuff in the middle of a crazy fight scene. I mean, yeah. there's like I, I always, forgot about the priest. That's so funny. There's always a lot of religious subtext in John Woo movies, yeah. and I don't understand an ounce of it. I have I mean, no I idea what he's doing. Goes with any this. deeper than like. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that with religion we're all like peace, but now we're all like. <laughs> like I feel like that's as deep yeah, as it goes. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's just him being like Americans are dumb and Christian and they love all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. I don't, I don't know. know. But no, I think it's just think... supposed to be like a church is a safe place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. here we are shooting it. But now we yeah. like now church shootings are a dime a dozen. So like it's no longer novel. Unfortunately, it's awful. It's really awful. Uh, this I just in the bathroom I was thinking about what what a fun movie this was man yeah yeah it was a good time <laughs> the whole thing the pacing of it is excellent there's yeah. a, there's either like a straight twenty minute action scene or a twenty minute earnest character building scene that leads to a great yep. huge action scene yeah and there was like a whole fucking car chase we haven't talked about oh yeah it's really cool shot, too yeah like mountainside car chase yep. there's a boat chase which is cool yeah really good boat there's chase there's also like a really good um. I mentioned it earlier. The scene where they assassinate the politician. Yeah, the scale, there's so there's like a hundred couple extras in that. Scene. Yeah, yeah, it's they, big. They shot that at like a public event outside or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think whenever I watch a movie and there's like more than twenty people on screen, I'm like, oh, someone had yeah, to the hire logistics. All these people. Is the logistics yeah. are very stressful. Yeah. What yeah. I love in that scene is when he shoots the guy in the face and then shoots him in the chest a couple times, uh-huh. and then everyone's like. <laughs> He fainted. Nothing yeah, to yeah, see yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Cover him with a coat. Nothing to see <laughs> here. Like he's just passed out. It's fine. Yeah. When we shot Dead Giveaway at Ian's house, our yeah. mutual friend Ian Kimball, 
there's a there's a scene where like there's a party and a drinking contest in the basement, and that was the last night that I did of shooting, and all of a sudden like thirty extras came to the house, <laughs> uh-huh. and the crew was all like tiptoeing around, like trying to do our job while all these people, because we've all been in this house doing yeah. this for like two weeks. Now all these other new people are in here. Yeah. It was so stressful and yeah. logistically thinking like someone had to coordinate all this. Right, yeah. all these people. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It man, feels I, like a movie is impossible to make. One hundred percent impossible. When you when I when I'm a teenager or whatever and I watch stuff, I'm very I'm freak like um, I don't know. Ocean's three. I was like, why can't this be as good as Ocean's one, which is so Ocean's eleven, which is so good. And now I'm I actually like, like calling the motions one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It works. It's with, what with it is. Turn in front of it. My point is, when you, as I get older, I'm like anything being any good is a miracle. Yeah, it's a yeah. miracle. It's that anything yeah. good gets made because yeah. it's so hard to do. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if we were to make Oceans four and we use the old numbering thing, we would have to call it Oceans twelve again because we lost Bernie Mac. I had a pitch <laughs> for Oceans. For real though, it's like yeah. they they added a person each yeah, time, yeah, yeah. so they we'd have to. I guess we'd have to add two people. I had a huge pitch for an Oceans movie like a year ago, and I can't remember what it was now. Oceans eight was so fucking disappointing, and it should have been great. I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. At the end, I was really like, pleased to by see. By the way, uh, <laughs> rest in peace to a real one, Danny Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was. So, he's not really dead. <laughs> I, think I, I hope not. He's I not really not. dead. I can't he just remember wants what my. Br- well, I swear, my pitch for it was brilliant, and I can't remember what it was. I just love that well, it made. You guys a, just, I didn't even see Ocean's Eight, but you just gave me the pitch. The that movie at least opens with the heist of Danny Ocean's body. I remember. Right, right on. That's no, no, definitely no. what Ocean's Fourteen. They have to go to heaven. They have to go to hell and steal Danny Ocean's soul back. From the devil. Even that's, better, that's a better pitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on the spec script right now. <laughs> They're sneaking it's through a hell. Better pitch. And it's not like they have to fight through hell. They have to do an elaborate heist where yeah. they have to oh, yeah. pretend to be other people. They have to where pretend Casey to be a Affleck demon. and Scott Conn <laughs> yeah. have to bicker and distract yeah. oh my some demons yeah. so Wait. that people can get guys. It's like it's like it's all of the most famous people. Dressed as like Devils. Hitler, Saddam Hussein, because they have to get into hell. They hell, have yeah. to they have to disguise themselves as truly evil people so yeah. that they can be banished and, to hell. George Clooney dressed to... as Hitler, That's trying to charm saying. people, yeah. is an inherently funny yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. That is really good. Yeah. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Um, who would who would who would be the uh, evil person that Matt Damon is? Uh... Well, there would have to be one joke evil person where John it's F. like, Kennedy. hey, why is Mr. Rogers one of it, these people? You know oh, yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon would play John F. Kennedy for sure. Oh, oh that would be <laughs> He's great. He's definitely in hell. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, idea, yeah. actually. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, oh, that's not a good like one. straight up yeah. evil, but evil enough to be in hell. He's yeah. there. He's definitely <laughs> there. Yeah. That's like so that. funny. Yeah, anyway, yeah. coming 2025. <laughs> that's a really good idea. 666. Trying to come up with the title, and that's the best one. Good work, man. That's so funny. Oh yeah, At right. The end that. of Ocean's Eight when Sandra Bullock goes to visit her brother's grave. What if yeah. she was just like, "We're coming for you, Danny." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you're not. Really Don't get dead. too comfortable, down there. Yeah. <laughs> If we went less supernatural, an idea where maybe like he had to hide in a container or something, unless he's dead, and now they have to break him out so he can have yeah, the big yeah. moment of like, "Woo, uh, guys, that was ooh. That makes more sense. But I, you know what? I don't like it budget. anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't have the. It's. It's not peppy enough I'm, now I'm that we've been to hell. I'm very intrigued by the idea of just trying to write like crazy sequels to movies. Just not even spec. Like I'm gonna do this as a writing exercise. Yeah. And what I like about it is you can. Pretend you have it. It's never going to get shot. You just write it like you have all the money in the world to make it work. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. You can make it anything. Yeah. I I started writing a script back in the day for just like a very short idea. 
Um, and then I think SNL made a sketch about it, and I stopped. And it was just, for some reason, the entire British military has been dispatched. And so now all of the knighted celebrities have been called in to protect the crown. <laughs> and so they each have, like, different powers. But it's just, like, Phil Collins. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, just, like, people that, like, John, like, Richard Branson yeah. shows up and can, like, kind of help out. But then, like, Elton John's Jeremy like, well, I'll play it, too. Jeremy Irons, yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney, not Ringo yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the bad guy would be Ringo. Yeah. I feel like that would be the whole thing. But yeah, just all these, <laughs> it's, they're all knighted. So they got to come in. It's time. That's a very funny idea. Yeah. Jared, I can't help but notice this big Watchmen poster. Oh, yes. You got to watch the show. The show is so good. Oh, yeah, I do need to watch and the it's show. It's really good. He, I know. I've heard on, it's great. At the Golden Globes, he was asked again, are you going to do it season two? And he's, his answer has not changed, where he's like, I don't think so. I hope they do it. And I would love to see someone else like take over the reins, but I said everything I have to say about Watchmen yeah. in this season. I put it all into this yeah. episode. That's great. The ending, yeah. it, it wouldn't work if the ending wasn't good. The ending is very good. Yeah, I don't mind if they don't make another one at all. It's perfect well, and I also I, I agree. I would imagine for Lindelof, like he's pro- he's probably at the point where he's like, uh, listen, that. That ended well. Everybody liked that. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, touching yeah. it again. I'm done. I'm done. It's good. <laughs> That's We're true. I, got, I played with fire and I made yeah, it yeah. out this time. Yeah. That's true because he was. That is playing with fire to a degree. I mean, a lot. Really some people it. didn't yeah. vocally didn't like it, but I, I think he really fucking. I think it. he nailed it. I think it There's works a couple of weird choices writing. that really work that are like yeah. bold swings that like. I'm very excited to see it. Jeremy Jeremy Iron's performance and arc. No spoilers or anything. Yeah. The the way they handled that character and his oh, yeah. performance. Fucking. Great. I yeah. really like and I will say this, I guess, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like the way the sort of redesign on Dr. Manhattan yeah, yeah. was a really, really interesting. cool, yeah. interesting, and well done thing that cool. works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. a great, great season. Yeah. It feels like an actual sequel to the actual Watchmen. Yeah. It, without, and it doesn't take anything away from the original. That's cool. Because it's a separate story. And right. Just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, so there's an episode it. with like completely focused on Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, and I I don't want to spoil it, but it it ends with with his character just change change like a one eighty about what he is about and what he believes. It's so fucking cool. good. Yeah, uh, I've been watching the Clone Wars. Shake oh, hell yeah, I have it's so I've, good. I've, Ahsoka, I've, I've been it. on the soapbox for a long time. So Ahsoka Tano is my favorite She's Star great. Wars character. Three years ago, four years ago, whatever, I didn't know she existed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so She's glad great. I, was, like, I love Ventress. I think yeah, Ventress, Ventress is, is a cool fucking, fucking cool. character. All the lightsaber fights in that show. Yes. They could, you know, if you, if you tune out, they're they're whatever. But they're, they all look cool. People the, are doing cool the stuff. The action in general in that show is yeah. like, ex- that whole show looks fantastic. The action, you know, it could be, it's cartoons fighting cartoons, clones yeah. fighting robots. But it, the action looks good. It's yeah. really good. Uh, there is uh, the the second episode of season four is like an underwater battle. Oh yeah, on, and, uh, Mount Calamari. Yeah, and, yeah. and and it is uh, I've it, it's worth talking about, Dan. It is an underwater battle, and it, again, it is animated, so it's like to some extent, it's like yeah, I guess they can kind of accomplish anything, right? Yeah, because yeah. Of what are the limitations? But still, though. Imagination is the limitation. Well, and also like underwater stuff never really looks good. It's yeah. always yeah. kind of problematic. Like, how do we depict things? Blah, blah. It's like. I've never seen anything like this. It, it is really cool. so fucking cool, and it's so clear. You oh, e- they're literally playing with the fact that because it's underwater, things will the physics are all different, and things will yeah, move yeah, in yeah. ways that they can't move other. But like that's so cool. You you can follow all of it. Like you always understand all of it. And I've never and which really Star Wars seen shows this. This Clone is the Wars. Clone Wars, so it's a cartoon. Okay. No, I, I'm familiar with Clone Wars, but I just it yeah. takes place between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so the idea is it's like 
it, it literally it, it it honestly it's totally changed the way I think about Star Wars because Star Wars is based on old serials. Mm. This is a serial. Nice. Every episode starts with the march to war. Because it starts voice, with this voice, uh, and we find our heroes on planet so and so. It's got a voice like this. Every episode just drops you into the middle of a new mission, yeah. and that probably helps. I'm, I'm assuming it's Anakin and it's Anakin and Obi Wan. It's a Obi-Wan. ton of characters. So then, by yeah. the end of the third one, yes. it actually makes sense. Yes, because that's like it gives you all the stuff that you're like. These movies are kind of missing like, the things. Your that father and I were good right. friends. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes, makes the third one so yeah. much better. You yeah. understand Obi Wan and Anakin's character so much more in that movie, and also I. I've, I've said this. I, I won't stay on Star Wars yeah, too yeah. long. But well, the, they are both guys that are like we're two sides of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. That's the thesis of the prequels that I didn't get when I was a kid is that the Jedi are stupid and dumb yeah, and they yeah. bring about their own destruction. Yes. The, the George Lucas is just like fucking overthrow the government. Yep. I think there's a the one I was watching last night is when the Jedi train rebels on this planet and they end up training Saw Gerrera who becomes yep. like a radical. It's just like the U.S. training yep. Al Qaeda or whatever. Dude, there's a, there's an episode of Clone Wars that is. Definitely a 9-11 episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. not only is it a 9-11 episode, it makes absolutely no qualms about the government did the government that. Government did it. Yeah. The, wow. it, it, it is literally they are the 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 banking clan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so what it is is uh the, the Republic is running out of money and they need more money for more troops. The only way they're gonna be able to keep defending all of their like colonies and stuff in the middle of this war is more troops. And they don't have the money to to get more troops. So the banking clan, the banks, say, well, if you lift the regulations on uh, the amount of money we can sort of like trade with different borrow, people and yeah. sub borrow, then we can get a, we can get a large enough loan to I'm get you mad. those troops. And so so but the Senate is like, no, that we can't go further into debt. We can't do that. So a different part of the Senate that wants like the basically the banking clan gets with a senator and they create an event that scares everybody in the Senate enough to just lift the regulations. Just and, go. And in the movie, in the prequel wow. movies, all this complicated political... That's crazy. Like, yeah. We're calling it the Jedi Triad Act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the movies, all the political like trade and tax stuff isn't interesting. In the Clone yeah. Wars, it is interesting. And yeah. I don't know how... D- Dave Filoni's a better writer than yeah. George Lucas. Where, where can I watch this? What is it? It's on <laughs> Disney+. Unfortunately, Plus. only on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I steal this? <laughs> Up until a year ago, it was all on, it was all on Netflix. Yeah. What's the uh, how how much is it? It's like, like how five much? seasons and a new one premieres in February. And how many episodes? Per oh, season a lot, through? like twenty. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, a, I'm never gonna watch okay, that. So that was always how I felt, and now that I'm doing it, I just like not only do it's I love it, it has stuff. actually like kind of reignited my love for yeah. Star Wars. How long are they? They're like twenty-two minute episodes. Okay, that helps a little bit. And they're also for kids and very easy to watch. But they're also for like there's complicated nine Star Wars. Yeah, Uh, it it is the it is also I'm most sold on the march to war. Yeah, Yeah, I'm doing my part. It's also the most like gray area Star Wars I've ever seen, which I really love about it. it. I'm into it, and it makes the. (laughs) <laughs> it makes the Jedi even dumber. Like it fills yeah. in all those prequel gaps, but also it's like they meet with Palpatine all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why oh. even in the movies, there's like there's no they eliminate reason Palpatine. Why. The the canon the canonical explanation is they're like it, we know there's a Sith Lord in the, somewhere in the government. It can't be Palpatine. How could anybody want more power than what he already has? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> he's do, insane. They do a really funny he's thing a in boy. the show, which is Palpatine's in the show all the time. Yeah, but great. but they're trying to preserve the reveal that he's the emperor 
for like little kids that this might be their uh, first Star Wars yeah, thing. Yeah. So he's in it all the time. And if you're an adult watching it that has seen the movies, he's clearly fucking evil and manipulating <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. He's but manipulating they never everything. tip their hat to him being the emperor. That's like really they, cool. It's great. And, it, and it's, it's like, like he's playing yes, he's playing yes, both sides I'm of every conflict. Guy. And yeah. they all benefit. Like no matter what happens, he benefits from it because yeah. he's the manipulative puppet master. Yeah. You guys are telling me this sounds really cool. Some of cool. my favorite Star Wars is in it, Rebels yeah. and Clone Wars. Oh, Rebels starts... I love Rebels so much. I can't wait for you guys to get to that. Straight up a kaiju storyline. Yes. Maybe yeah. tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's like, we love yeah. the Zillow Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean to turn this into so much Star Wars talk, but I, I just yes. like Clone Wars has really like reignited Let my love. Let it flow through you. And it also, it made me realize like I actually maybe don't need more. Uh, this is going to sound weird, but like maybe I don't need more Star Wars movies <laughs> yeah. because now that I oh, have yeah, it. Star Wars shows are great. Now that I have it in the serial form, which is what it was based on in the first place, it makes more sense as serial. It works. They, they yeah. should have it's made like the Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. They should have made the Mandalorian before they made episode seven. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there's, there's really, they were like, let's re let's do another ending to this saga that ended pretty well the first yeah. time. The Mandalorian is like the thing, the glue holding good. together the community right now because everybody loves it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think then. I might be bored enough to write a Star Wars episode nine, like my version of the script Dude, this year, do it. <laughs> going do off it, my Ocean's Six Six Six. Yeah, I, I, got, do I don't it. have a lot going on. I got a lot of ideas yeah. for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I might do it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what my silly Star Wars script would be. A band touring the galaxy like Almost Famous is one I've always thought of. Ooh, and they like end, really they end up like a, a Jedi stows away on their tour bus. just do it with <laughs> Max Rebo's band. Oh yeah, you make yeah. the Max Rebo movie. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, salacious crumb just on, going trouble in jamaica on star wars minute they always talk about doing like an in the loop style movie about the <laughs> inner workings of just the empire that would be very funny because they love all of like any scenes where it's just guys in gray shirts like doing like meh, 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 business yeah, yeah, talk yeah. and like the death star and so <laughs> they just, just have always wanted like an in the loop style show just about like the, that would the, be very the empire funny. i like the idea of a boss that just like might stumble in and choke you with exactly. the force yeah. you the wrong I, I think thing, i heard this on blank check but it's it's so funny that the Empire is like a strictly organized bureaucracy, but every once in a while it's like you might get fucking choked to death because you pushed the <laughs> yeah. wrong button or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's you true. gotta go to HR and be yeah. like, he keeps choking me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap this thing up, fellas. I appreciate you guys watching The Killer with me. I fucking I love, love yeah, this movie. I'm glad that I, uh, <laughs> pun not intended, pulled the trigger on that yeah, one yeah, finally. Yeah. But um, I pulled really two had a great time. Oh. The action scenes in this movie are. Fantastic. What was so the line cool. though? There was one line that someone said where he's like, "You got two guns, right?" Because like you know, a guy with just one gun. Oh, there was uh, a thing about his hand. The guy has that hand injury, and he's like, he's like, you know, uh, uh, I'm not as useful with one gun or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the as even though like conventional wisdom is yeah. like you are going to be so much more useful with one gun and yeah. some patience, and yeah. like no, no, no. This is a you war of attrition. This is a John Woo movie. You throw bullets out in the you're air. Dual wielding, or you're useless. And she meant, they mentioned something like the bullets are cut how you like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is, and yeah. that never becomes a thing. But yeah. I guess it just explains that he can just make it. Yeah. Connect, I can't man. remember a couple of the lines. There were a couple really well written, yeah. like like memorable lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget them, so they weren't that memorable. <laughs> they were really good. They were really, yeah. Yeah. a couple of zingers in there that are really well written. <laughs> <Yep>. Zingers, <laughs> no, like emotional zingers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, there is great dialogue in this movie. I loved it, man. Yeah, Did Woo write it? Great time. Yeah. Uh, I think it is written and directed by John Woo. Pretty sure. Um, Let's find out. A one. 
I will. Uh, I'll start plugs while you look that up. Plug um, it up. You can plug, find plug me on Twitter at Philadelphia. Uh, I'm on Letterbox.com/slash/Philadelphia. I write uh, for Cinema76.com and uh, FarsightedBlog.com. And uh, yeah, you can find the show at uh, I Like Two Movies. It's numeric two on Twitter, Facebook, all over the internet. Subscribe on. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now. It's not <laughs> um, iTunes anymore. <laughs> yeah, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us a rating. That, and that it would was be very helpful. Yeah, it's written good for him, man. What so, a, yeah. <laughs> he Dude. really killed it with this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I might watch Hard Boiled tonight before I go to bed. Dude, <laughs> you will have a great time. <laughs> I'm really excited that for That movie is super fun. I, I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I did. I, yeah. I was like, you know, it'll probably be fun. It's a great, great movie. Really great movie. I agree. Yeah. Feels like a classic to me. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and uh, throw yeah, some plugs out? Yeah, I still out. Uh, my podcast is limped into the year 2020. <laughs> uh, my last guest, Ryan, was on a lot. And we Ryan Silverstein was on a lot. We talked about Star Wars a whole lot. That was fun. Okay. On my last, I'm just gonna do it less this year. I'm gonna keep doing it. Like, like I'm not. I'm just That's not gonna to do hear. it every month. Yeah. You know, this is my one con- contracted podcast appearance this <laughs> month. Uh, but it's called Based on Nothing, and it's still happening and, and will for a while longer. Is it B-O-N Podcast? Yes. At B-O-N Podcast on Twitter. This is the most optimistic I've ever heard <laughs> you know. about podcast, man. <laughs> and I'm so happy to hear it, because yeah. I like your show. I, I ultimately, I, I just think I can't quit it, because I've met a lot of wonderful people. Through yeah, it, man. Yeah, dude. And it's fun. Uh, that's you why you're here. It. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, I'm on Twitter at A-I-L-I-T-E, and that's also like my Instagram, my letterbox. I'm trying to use letterbox more and more. It's Fun to, I watch so much stuff that I forget about. Yeah. And then if I w- log it on there, and like the memory and what I took away from it sticks with me better because I can look back on I, it. Honestly, you know, it was weird when we were doing our best of the decade lists. I have such distinctive memories of the last six or so years of movies and everything before that is a it's wash. A yeah. Ever yeah. since I've been recording them, I've got pretty good memory of those movies like really sit with me. Everything else is a watch. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one, gone. one last plug. I like to movie movie people. Please give your five dollars to Action Boys. I promise <laughs> you won't regret it. I laugh so fucking hard listening to that podcast. It's so good. I am going to check it out. <laughs> I've I have two so many, free episodes like, um, sitting on my phone right yeah, now. The, the free yeah. ones are a great way to like Maybe co- I'll, I'll to to the test the waters, you know. I've watched so many like stupid ass super entertaining action movies this year that I never would have watched otherwise. Like all this 70s and 80s stuff that I never would have touched. It's great. There's one about drones that I can't remember the name of. Fire, Fire Fox, maybe? It's a terrible movie. Was it's it recent? Re- no, it's from it's it's from the eighties. No, no, no oh. it's not recent at all. Firebirds. No, it's like a little kid. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> forget it. Moving on. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you, got- uh, you can find me at Dan Scully on all the things: Twitter, Letterboxd, uh, then Cinema seventy six dot com, Findy dot com, and that's uh, that's all she wrote. Right? Yeah. You did the show yeah, plugs, right? We did I was the show plugs. We're whether good. John Wu wrote the movie or not. Yeah, we're good. And I was did. marveling because the lady who plays Jenny is beautiful. She's oh yeah, very, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, She's and like she, more beautiful now, I think, in the the picture that I saw her on IMDb. Um, <laughs> she, I, I, I feel bad for the character. Her, she's making the most out of yeah. a very, a very complicated oh, yeah. role. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Poor she Jenny. you know yeah. she unfortunately serves as like almost like a con- like a spark for comedy a lot of the movie. <laughs> um, so but I will, I will never get over them missing each other. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> In so the good. I was laughing about it again. Yeah, he he dies because of how he missed 
Like, like in his final yeah. moments, he's like, I. It, what a pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> <I am. laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, but just that's, but at failure. the same time, like, you're a killer, dude. And you blinded people yeah. with a band. Oh, how it was I get end. it. Yeah. You feel bad about it. But guess what? Yeah. You know what? The you trash what? has to be taken we out. We were joking that that shot day. is like literally like a family guy sketch. Yeah. You yeah. know, because and they're so slowly moving towards each other to miss each other. It's like so funny. And the music is swelling yeah. and it's this like <laughs> yeah. beautiful yeah. soap operatic music. It's almost like a MIDI file layered over a hundred yeah. MIDI files. It's amazing. It uh, just occurred in Matrix Revolutions. Neo gets blinded like oh, in the first act. He yeah. does. And, um, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Mexico the third Desperado oh, that's right. movie. Yeah. Johnny Depp gets blinded. Yep. Uh, my girlfriend and I watched all the Matrix movies on New Year's Eve. I liked them more than I ever have. I, I need to rewatch those. Yeah. That's, that's a series great. we should do. We should do those. At the end of the first that. one, Neo calls the machines and says, you're holding humanity hostage. I'm going to free them and show them how to do whatever they'd imagine. And then he flies into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. I remember that. That <laughs> was like... And like in Puddle of Mud or Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Wachowski sisters so much. The yeah. two of my stand alone. Was it that song from yeah. Godsmack? No, no I'm just. Uh, the guy that played Dr. Manhattan. Cut that man, uh, spoiler, whatever you should have watched it. <laughs> he's in Matrix 4, he's, oh, he's nice, like one nice. of the stars in Matrix 4. I can't, oh, wait. Cool. I don't yeah. think that spoils anything. Yeah. It's a confusion, you know, it doesn't, it's because that doesn't really it, say anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, man, I gotta watch that again. What, do the Jazzies have another movie coming out? The, the Matrix 4, yeah. Oh, the, 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 but is it both of them? No, it's, it's just one of them. It's just Lana? Lana? I think it's only Lily. It's all, I don't know, but it's only one of them. Yeah. But either, yeah. I'm just so glad that yeah. one of them is making it. Is movie. the other yeah. one doing anything? I think the other one's doing a Showtime show. It kind of seems like they may not be working together as much anymore. Mm. But uh, as long as something yeah, that's as fine, as whatever. Maybe that's yeah, actually as long more Wachowski content, content ultimately yeah, too. Yeah, you know? they were kind of in yeah. movie jail after Jupiter Ascending, I which I think is a fun. Unfortunately, movie. yeah, I like <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, it's not like amazing, but it's. I need to revisit that because I did not Chelsea like that movie, but cool. I like want to like that movie. It's not great. There's yes. a lot to like in <laughs> yeah. that movie, and there's a lot where you go, "That's a Wachowski thing." I'm glad that they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, I just like their perspective on the world. I want more movies. Yeah, about yeah, them for agreed. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Gareth Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Jacob Hearns, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we like to, to movie. movie. Take any yard, man. <laughs>